Hello and welcome to another episode of Andrew's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana. As, as always, I'm joined by my, my sidekick, the, the the Falcon to my Bucky. I was going to say we're newlyweds because we're talking about WandaVision this week. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're new, the newlyweds. <laughs> like, you're, my Falcon. you're the Falcon to my Bucky. Oh, wait, we're talking about WandaVision. I'm your Falcon? Yeah, because I'm Bucky. No, yes. I'm white. <laughs> anyway. We'll get to it when we get there. Well, we're joined by our thruple today. I know. Yeah, we, we got a, we got a triple man in here. I'll be your Sharon Carter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's Wandavision. <laughs> I know. You, just... You're our um. Oh God, what's her name? Agatha. You're Agatha. Or you could be. I knew I was Agatha all along. <laughs> or, you be, or you could be our boner. Yeah. So, whatever you want. I could be both. <laughs> I know. Both. I know. <laughs> All right, we're brought to you by Andrew's Amazing Comics. John, do you want to introduce yourself and sure. why you're here? Yeah. <laughs> My name is uh, John Sansone. I am one of the co-hosts of MCU Beyond Infinity podcast. It's a uh, weekly podcast where we break down the most recent installments of the Marvel Cinematic Universe for the inevitable future. Uh, apparently, until they stop printing uh, currency, we're going to <laughs> oh, be nice. getting MCU content uh, for the inevitable future of the rest of our lives. Except, so. except 2020. We don't count 2020. It, well, no MCU content. No MCU content. That's why 2021 was the perfect time for me, um, my co-host uh, Kira, and my friend Travis to start discussing anything Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, on a week-to-week basis. This year we got like six coming out. We yes. got Loki, we got Falcon Winter Soldier, we got What If, we got WandaVision, which we're talking about today. We got Eternals, we got Spider-Man, we got Black Widow, we got Shang-Chi. We got you Shang-Chi. guys are loaded this Yeah, year. we're loaded with content. <laughs> Plus um, whatever else they announce. Yeah, yeah we, we literally don't know how much we're going to end up getting by the end of this thing. Um, but but it's exciting. Uh, the, the people I have on the show, um, the guys and girls, are all very smart. And we're as much kind of film and television fans as we are comic book fans. I, I'm kind of the biggest comic book guy on the show, I, I, I've been coming to Androids as my regular comic book store for weeks for, like, the better part of a decade at this point. Yeah. Um, God, I've been so, here for a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. And <laughs> the first, I've been here for two years, and I, it still seems like a long time. The first time I came in here, I had a video camera hidden in my jacket because wow. I used to have a YouTube show, and I was doing a thing on how to find uh, your local comic book stores. I, mm. I was doing a thing on comic book um store locator.com or something because i was trying to endorse the idea of like go to your library and and support these businesses yeah. so i didn't know anthony i didn't know james i think jess was working jess was here at here, the yeah. time and they saw me walking around the store with this little camera and they're like excuse me oh, can yeah. i help you and i was like yeah i am so sorry i had this uh comic book channel called the comic book mustache where i reviewed comic books in public restrooms at the time <laughs> i think i've actually seen an episode thank you thank you point. yeah yeah i, I had it stopped familiar. i had stopped doing it for a little while but i've been yeah. coming into the store for mm-hmm. for years since so yeah, and Ant doesn't like being on camera or on mic so that's why uh, he's never been on the <laughs> show exactly. yeah so when he, he probably saw you with the camera and was like oh no yeah, he's a goddamn sweetheart though man and, and you guys <laughs> always have been, Yo, so. it's, it's, it's so funny because i'm like I, i'm tr- i've been trying to get Ant on the show for like a, a secret origins episode to so about the store there's like yeah. finally let's talk about the store an episode all about the store you have to be on he goes nope you do it we'll get him one day <laughs> i'm like i'm well, we host. need jess too but just <laughs> But wait, I'm a host. I, I, I can't do that. Like I can spend an hour and a half talking about that. Well, I'll I'll, I'll promote Android's amazing <laughs> comics in Sable, New York, as much as I possibly can thank on the you. MCU Beyond Infinity podcast. I love you guys to pieces. So thank you, thank you. So we're going to jump into news. So first off, we're going to talk about Marvel introducing an LGBTQ plus Captain America in the United States of Captain America, a five issue series introducing a new Cap every issue. Before you get started, the speculator 
Rogers, no, this is not the new permanent Captain America. Read the fucking solicitations, please. Yes. Um, I'm okay if it is, but I got into not a right huge now. fight with so not fight. You I, fight with people on bleeding cool too much. You I need know, to I stop. <laughs> it's, a sad, it's a sad like side project I do when I'm bored at home with my pregnant wife. It's like, all right, cool. Let me just uh, let me get in a, a heated argument with, like weirdos online. Um, so what the book is going to be about is we know United States of Captain America is a five issue series explaining. Um, kind of who's real the shit before. You'll have um, John Walker, you have Steve, Bucky, uh, and 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 Falcon. Falcon. Oh my god, I forgot Sam. And also probably Isaiah Bradley. Uh, no, this is five, but he's not on the cover. Oh, um, the one um, Patriot. No, he filled in Nuke. No, no. Oh, I think <laughs> there's been a lot of Captain America. I think it's Nuke. <laughs> the one from Vietnam is Nuke. I think it's Nuke. Yeah, I think Nuke's on the cover. I think I can't remember now because I haven't seen the cover. I just saw I've, this new one. I follow Axe Rossi posted on his oh, Instagram. Okay. Is this going to be an anthology series where yes. each is separate? Yes. So each, each is it's going to show what Captain America means to um, the American people. Um, and this is the first character they released. Um, and he's an LGBT character that's a fan of Captain America. Um, he has his whole. He's also Hispanic as well. Yeah, he has his whole getup. I'll show you the picture. Yeah, I know. Was, I don't have it doesn't work too well on an audio medium, but yeah. I'll show you the picture. I'll show you, the you haven't seen it. Yeah, no, I'm really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm really excited for that concept. I know. I'm imagining that the internet and there will be those people who are going to be rather upset That's and they're going to scream and yell how this isn't my Captain America. Just same yeah. way they did when it was Sam. Uh, they didn't do it as badly when it was Bucky, and I well, wonder. I, want, I wonder I why. Nothing to do with the skin complexion, but. Um, a, a, member and one of the the hosts and actually the the leader of my uh of my podcast is um is a transsexual so like Mm. that is kind of um something that hits really close to home and and something that's kind of important to me and and people who i genuinely care about and i genuinely love oh wow that looks really cool the costume design is great and um, very hometown hero very hometown hero and, and and having that idea that um a symbol of america can means something different to anybody and, and everybody and, and be that inclusive. Like yeah. they've done it with you, Superman before. They've done it with Superman yeah. before and whether or not you like it, that is important stuff. Whether mm-hmm. it's important to you or not, it's important to someone out there yeah. and that's what matters, you know. Alright. Oh yeah, it tells who the creative yes. team is that's what we're looking yeah. for. Yeah, so the creative team is Joshua Tr- Trillo? Trillo and Jan Brazzaville? I have no idea. Bazaldua? I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm butchering your name. We always butcher names. <laughs> we do. It's awful. I'm, I'm usually okay, but... So, um, the character, his name, uh, the character's name is Aaron Fisher. He is the, called the Captain America of the Railways. Um, Aaron is inspired by heroes uh, of the queer community, activist leaders, and everyday folks pushing for a better life. Uh, the writer, the head writer explains, he stands for the oppressed and forgotten. In his day, I hope his debut story resonates with the readers and it helps to inspire the next generation of heroes. Um... This is really cool. So I'm down with this character to even continue in. Yeah, and I we don't need I, him to be the main Captain America, like people are saying, because you know Specky's Specky's. But yeah, and I, I've always said that like there's a time and place for certain things. Um, bitch is going to bitch. Well, no, 100. Yeah, yeah, 100. <laughs> and this has more to do with no. It's cool that they're they're doing uh, uh how this series is going to be a more inclusive Captain America, and, and again the symbol means something. Yeah. Um, to each person, and each person is going to be reflected differently in their in their well it's design as we saw. Well, for not for this, you guys can't see the design, um, unless you look it up. Um, but the design, as we also are here, um, design, you can encapsulate his his stuff and his identity plus Captain America's, uh, Captain America's identity. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. And I definitely, uh, definitely want to see where the series goes. 
June is Pride Month also. So. Yeah, that, that's something that debuted. Oh, that's what we, I forgot to add that to the docket. What? Oh, the, the Pride comic books? Yeah. We'll talk about it at the end then. Yeah. We'll talk about the, the stuff. <laughs> yeah. So you want to hear me the next piece, man? Yeah, so I found this one the other day. Uh, Tiffany Haddish is producing and starring in a Dark Horse Comics adaptation of Mystery Girl for Netflix. For those of you who don't know, Mystery Girl is a comic book series written by Paul Tobin, who's one of my favorite writers, and with art by Alberto Albuquerque. You guys know him from everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the Dark Horse series follows Trine, who has no memories of her origins and is guided by a voice in her head that somehow knows the darkest secrets uh, of those she encounters. When Trine and a down-on-his-luck LAPD cop named Cooper... Are framed for murder, they must work together to clear their names and uncover Trine's powers and past. That sounds fucking awesome. I need to find this book. Yeah, that sounds rad. <laughs> Do we have it on the shelf? I'm gonna look for it. We no, talk about it. Uh, we don't have it on the shelf. I don't know why I'm still looking. But yeah, so um, I do like how Netflix is picking up like these random like weird series that no one's ever heard of. Like mm-hmm. really, let's be fair. You were correct. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, let's be honest. Like this, this. Mystery Girl is not a book you would think of as. I'm thinking about V Wars, October Faction, Lock well, and Key. Well, even even outside of the, the small, that's still all relatively new, though. For the most part. You know, so with this. Got Ball and Chain with The Rock and Emily Blunt coming at some point. Wow. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's huge. That's a, <laughs> a thing that's like. Books like that, like especially like things like Mystery Girl and all this, like coming out of nowhere, mm-hmm. um, one shows how adaptable comic books can be, um, and that people, this is an untapped source. Um, well, people also, are realizing that it can be tappable. Yeah. <laughs> and the creator-owned market, even though Dark Horse technically isn't like 100% creator-owned. Right. But it's still it's, fairly creator-owned. It's still fairly creator-owned. It, it has a lot of liberties to their creators. Um, good ups on these creators for kind of using comics. We've seen it a lot with Image. You know, we're looking all over the store. There's oh, yeah. Walking Dead stuff. Invincible comes out next week. Invincible. Or this Friday. And, and The Boys is huge. <laughs> yeah. And, like, these things are gigantic. And, and it's proof to concept in a lot of ways. It's like yeah. doing previs or something like that for a movie. It's like, yeah. here's how we look in action. Make it. Yeah. You know? It, exactly. Kick-ass. Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Wanted. Anything Mark Millar really. Yeah, know, right? <laughs> yeah. Give me Chrononauts. Yeah. Mark yeah, Mark. I love Mark Millar. Chrononauts with um, Channing Tatum and like Chris Pratt or something like that <laughs> would be like, I, would. <laughs> of course that would be perfect. It's like blowing out the comic. Good, yeah, oh, right. Mr. Girl, what do you know about it? I know nothing about Mr. Girl. Oh really? I thought you, you you were talking about it today, like you knew something. No, no, I was no, I was talking to Ant about when the thing got announced. I knew it got announced oh, okay, early. Yeah. That's how I found out about it. No, yeah. um, Tiffany Haddish is a big name to be attached to, and she's producing it, which means she at least knows what the book is, which is really <laughs> cool to think that celebrities also like comic books. I like to know that. She's one of those people that it almost like makes me like cringe with how talented they are too in terms of like here's this beautiful human being who's great at acting. Oh yeah, she won a Grammy and she started as a stand-up comic. Yeah. So she's like funny, pretty. She's got acts. movies. She got Tuca and Birdie which is coming back on Adult Swim even mm-hmm. though Netflix dropped it for some reason. Yeah. Maybe the same guy who did Bojack Horseman. Yeah. Steven Yen was in it. Oh man, it was so good. Why are you hitting me? I'm excited. He's got to be like talking about pretty people. Tiffany Haddish is just hilarious in general. I watched a recent stand-up special. Didn't like it as much as I thought I would, but she's still one of the most funny, like funniest people ever. Yeah. And just seeing that she's doing a comic book adaptation, that's just awesome. I love seeing a lot of things. Like, even The Rock. Yeah, The Rock is doing Black Adam, but he's also doing that ball and chain thing, which could be huge. The Rock will take any role anyone gives him. Shut up. <laughs> is that, is that's not a bad thing. I, I, <laughs> I know. We were talk- I was talking to Ant and someone else on Skyscraper. Mm, over the weekend, something about it. And we're like, yeah, The Rock will do any movie anyone puts He was too fairy. Come on. 
Like I he, know. He will lose he, any game role. <laughs> well, it's because he, it's the hustle. Well, that that's, was also after his WWE stuff. Right. It, he was yeah. just doing anything. It, it, King. It, it's, the, it, it's, it's the hustle. That's yeah. all it is. For me, it's like, yo, I can respect him because he's doing the hustles. Tiffany Haddish will take almost any role she's Tiffany Haddish hustles. And it's because yeah. of the hustle. It has nothing like she... Even if those movies and shows are balls, mm-hmm. even if they are balls, it's the hustle. you got to respect the hustle. Mm-hmm. Like, she's going out there. She's trying to, like, That's why The Rock to... is the most paid actor ever. He beat yeah. out Mark Wahlberg, like, three yeah. years ago, and he's still going. Yeah. yeah. And he's got that new show, Young Rock. Really good, by the way. It is, is really it? Good. Yeah. 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 Really good. And he's got that meme where he wears the turtleneck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah they yeah. actually talk about that in the show. That's yes, awesome. <laughs> she's kind of uh, almost like a female Jamie Foxx, in yes. my opinion, where, where we Multi-talented. Forget. Multi-talented started off as as stand-up. J- Jamie Foxx is a musician. Yeah, he was on... Tommy Boy Records when yeah. I was a little kid. Oh God! <laughs> even Jeremy, even Jeremy Renner's a musician though, so you got to think about that too. Yeah, he is. But well, I like Jeremy Renner. Oh, you know I mean, we like Jeremy Renner. Yeah. And not his app. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about the app. Or his cryptocurrency or whatever else <laughs> yeah. he's doing. Like the, or the domestic abuse. Hey, he's yeah. trying to, he's like, trying to hustle. Yeah. 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 Got to respect the hustle. Got to respect the hustle. <laughs> <laughs> the hustle guys, not the the, the the background. Yeah. The background. Hate the player, not the game. Art, like, art from the artist. We like Hawkeye. Like, <laughs> We explained this before on the show. All right. Uh, what else do we got? We got a bunch of DC stuff. We got, uh, so The Flash is recasting Billy Crudup because of scheduling conflicts, but he is supposed to appear in the Snyder Cut, which hashtag restore the Snyderverse. What are they going to do? <laughs> I love how you're like, do? you're like, <laughs> you're like in there. It's like, we know Billy Crudup is a big actor. He's got bound to be doing stuff. It just sucks that, like, we're going to see the Snyder Cut, which is supposed to be the penultimate, like, super crazy thing that brings back the Snyderverse, or a lot of people hope. It's and, hope. It's a hope. It's oh, not. A lot of people whine about it. We'll get it done, like, in the Snyder Cut. Yeah. So, I whined about it, too. I'm part of it. So, seeing that Billy Crudup isn't appearing, but he's going to be in this, and they're retconning a lot of other things, like, they're changing the Iris actress, but she's going to be in this movie. But in the Flash movie, they're retconning it to be different actors. Nope, they she's coming back. They they redid it. Yes. Okay, I didn't know they did. They, oh, I don't know they yeah, they that. announced that two days ago. The original actress that played Iris in the original cut for is going to come back. Is coming back. Okay, but now Billy Crudup is gone because of scheduling issues. Maybe for now, if something happens, he'll come back. But it sucks that it's recast. But they also cast his mom, which I forgot to put in here. But yes, they did cast his mom. I don't recognize. They, it. But it's cool that she's coming back because it's going to be a Flash origin story as well as a Flashpoint story because we know we got Michael Keaton coming in. What if the Schneiderverse is a different multiverse that the Flash didn't actually come from, and and this Flash takes place in a different multiverse with Ezra uh, Miller? He's kind of the constant of the Lois. Whole she's the key. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? I thought that I, I literally thought that was like Freddy Krueger because I couldn't recognize what was happening, and I was so tired. The first people thought it was Jason Todd. I'm like, what? He's running through a portal. It's because he had the red mask and it flipped up, and it was like, oh, and it's it didn't Todd. make any sense. Yeah, yeah, but somehow he, people still wanted the Schneider I mean, cut. If, if you watch, yeah, if you yeah, watch I know, I know. Batman v Superman and Snyder cut back to back, everything will probably make sense. Mm. But then you're watching a six. Hour no, you have, no, you have to watch. No, you have to watch Batman vs Superman: The Ultimate Cut. Yeah, that's which a good. Is like three and a half hours, and, and then, then you Snyder can watch cut. the Snyder Cut, which is four hours. It's an all-day event. Woo-woo! My Thursday's done. <laughs> I'm <laughs> off, so well, it's I'm fine. doing it on Friday. So I'm, I'm off. off. I'm off Thursday. My wife's at work. Mm-mm. Yeah, that sounds like perfect timing. <laughs> yep. I was yeah. like, this is gonna be the best day. We kick back, order some food, and. Oh, order cut. pizza by yourself. Yep. <laughs> I think like the biggest bummer of that entire thing is that Billy Crudup is like a legitimately good and charming actor. I know, he, he was great in the role. He was he's on Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, he was Doctor Manhattan. Oh my god, the Watchmen. He Did was the blue see... dick man. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. God. And we know he's hung like a horse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that is real dick or not, but if it is, bravo, bravo. And where'd you get that paint? And um, he was in a uh, Big Fish with Tim Burton. He was okay. the main guy in Big Fish. He's just he's one of those character actors that. You don't instantly recognize, but every time you see him, you're like, "Oh, that guy!" and and I really like yeah. that guy, and he's he's. 
endlessly charming and very talented. He's like Brian Cranston. When he shows up, you love it. Yeah, Even if exactly. it's a bad movie like Power Rangers or Godzilla 2014. I like that movie, but he was wasted. Just saying. Well, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Gotta yeah. respect the hustle. Gotta respect the hustle. <laughs> Gotta respect the hustle. Always <laughs> about the hustle. <laughs> All right. What do we got for, for Stargirl? And finally, oh, no, actually, well, not finally, because we're, right. we're adding some we stuff now. Some stuff. Oh, okay, I forgot to add this. Uh, CW first released the first pictures of Eclipso for CW Stargirl. He will be the main villain of it. You and know that from the end of Stargirl season one. We should yes. do a spoiler cast on. Go check it out. We love the show. Excited for CW to take it over because they'll have a bit more of a budget. Yes. And everyone will see it. Exactly. Yes. I only watched it because James gave me his account. Yeah. Yeah, talk exactly. about the show, I had to watch it all. We and also borrow someone else's and DC all... Universe account. <laughs> and also Harley Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, why it failed, though, to be... F- so we should have actually bought it, but we didn't. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> agreed. your fault, guys. This is, well, no. They were, anyway. Now it's DC Universe Infinite, and it's just basically it's Marvel Yeah, yeah But it's, good it's still good. Yeah. Listeners, subscribe yeah. to that service. Yeah. Um, no, so shop, long as you're still shopping <laughs> at the store. <laughs> we are a paper store. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm going to have to cut that out. But regardless, <laughs> it, those, those services do provide a good res- resource. Like, for the yeah. show that yeah. I do, a lot of times, you know, I want to... Talk about something character related, and and they allow you to like search for that character, get a quick reference guide. So yeah, they are worth it for that yeah. if you can't afford them. Otherwise, just go down to Android's Amazing Comics and say New York. Um, so James, what do you think about Eclipso's look? Oh, Eclipso looks. He's actually. I think he looks a little too weird on the chin. They're kind of getting like a Thanos vibe for me, where he's got like the extra. Well, like Ivan News, what is this? <laughs> He's kind of scrawly. Yeah. Well, that's apocalypse. Yeah, he looks like the, the his face is a little crackled, which is fine. That's yes, whatever. Um, because it depends on so for the comics, Eclipso takes on the form of whoever he's possessing. It's okay. So body wise, so a lot of it is just purple and then like a light of purple. Um, it looks like that's going to be the form he takes when he's just like as a flashback of who he was back in the JSA well, stuff. Well, before he got uh, put back in the diamond. Yeah. Um, because when Eclipso was first introduced in comics. He has the body of a younger guy, nice. um, of Wildcat, Wildcat Two, um, her brother, okay. and Robinson's Ronnie was in that run. Yes, well, we, we know right now that um, Yolanda doesn't have a brother, at least that we know of. Yes, so she does. She does. does? Yes, she does. Well, then that's probably the body they're going to take at some point, at least for an episode. Well, yeah. So Just I would get Joel McHale if I was him. That guy's pretty. Joel, <laughs> a good looking man. Yeah, well, Joel McHale, good... we know, is kind of still out and about in that universe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, shows so, up at the, at the finale of season one. Does right? Yes, okay. he does. Because mm-hmm. he's yep. the real, the real dad episode pissed me off. We talked about it on the podcast, though. I'm not gonna. I told you it. he wasn't gonna be the dad. I, know, I don't know like, why they didn't believe like they me. Because te- I never read the book. They <laughs> tease it up so hard. They're like, it's Joel McHale, and then this dude shows up and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna leave." And I was like, "Fuck you, man!" Like Courtney's great. Oh, what were you God. doing? <laughs> I'll talk about this when we get to. We like I'll get to. I'll talk about some stuff when we get to WandaVision. But exactly your reaction is what drives me nuts about people. Ralph Bowman. You're like, mm-hmm. anyway. sometimes it's just a dick joke. Sometimes a rabbit's just a rabbit. Yeah. we'll get there. Exactly, <laughs> and we will get there when we talk about. It. But yeah, so Clipso really looks cool. I like that he's comic accurate. Um, we're getting a bunch of stuff for season three. We got we got Hakeem Thunder coming in. Yes, we got which we've been praying for. We got <laughs> Eclipso. We got um oh god, what's her face coming back? The villain, the the teenage villain girl, Dragon Queen, Dra- uh, not Dragon not Queen, Dragon the daughter, Queen. whatever her name is. Yes, I forgot her name. Lady Dragon, let's call her that. And oh, there's name. one villain else. That, what's one other villain they teased? Oh, uh, Shade. Shade. Yes. Oh wow, Shade the Changing Man. No, no, no Shade. No. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you're close. Shade from uh, Starman's Run. Okay, cool. From Robinson's Run. Yeah, from Robinson's yeah. Run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's After wonderful. Shade. Yeah. yeah, Shade. After they beat all of the Legion of Doom or whatever they're called in that one, Injustice. Injustice Society. Shut up. Injustice Society. He sits down and goes, "All right, my turn." And I'm like, "Ooh, 
cool. Yeah. Because he was in the bed. He's in the anti- background. Because he's anti-villain. That's and why. Solomon Grundy. He's anti-villain. And Solomon Grundy's out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's anti-villain. That show is so underrated. It I is. love Star Girl. Yeah, I, I agree, and and I hope that they start to incorporate more of that Jack Knight Starman stuff into it. Um, yeah. as I'm much hoping. I I love Star Girl. Um, I hope I, they're able to bring in Green Arrow and stuff now because they have the same. A- they have access to CW, and now the Green Arrow's not. Oh, I'm not going to confuse people. Yeah. Because sure. it is part of a different universe. They confirm what Earth it was. I think it was like Earth, Earth 2. Yeah, Earth 2. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. And, and Robinson did that Earth 2 run back in the day. So yep. And he, he did that run back in 2013. And <laughs> that <laughs> Earth 2 run, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that Such run. Such a good run. Bring Me it back. too. Valzad. With the uh, homosexual Alan Scott. Yes. Yeah. Which, well, he's always been gay. He's always I mean, been gay I now. agree. I am so happy. Just another time the internet went crazy. <laughs> I was so happy. Aren't they introducing Jade and Obsidian into Stargirl as well? No. <sighs> if only. You never know. I told you that. In credit scene. That was my theory, remember? last year that's my theory from last year and credit team for two anyway so it was the last bit of news we have before we move on to our WandaVision discussion yes so speaking uh, of the whole reason why you're here (laughs) oh we all had theories I just hoped it was we will get to it (laughs) I'm excited I wasn't even invited I was just hanging out outside (laughs) (laughs) in that alley back there (laughs) (laughs) hey you got a microphone (laughs) let's go get here Um, so our final thing is DC has announced their Pride Month and their Pride Month covers Uh, you have a Pride Month one shot coming out um, which will introduce... Anthology stuff. Yeah. Which will introduce Dreamer... From the CW-verse. From the CW-verse, written by the actual actress who plays her oh, on cool. the show. Awesome sauce. Um, also, funny enough, on a similar note, the actor who plays Luke Fox on Batwoman is actually writing a Bat- Batwing uh, issue for some uh, anthology coming out this year. Um, I think it's in Batman Black and White. Oh, yeah, it's in I Batman Black and White. I think it's in the last I, issue. Don't quote me on that. I don't know. I know I it's just announced. It is, but yeah, um, talked about also, it's cool about the Pride Month. Uh, there will be Red Pride Month covers. Um, also, also Crushing Lobo. Crushing pew, Lobo pew, pew. getting a series. Crushing Hell Lobo yeah. are getting a mini series. Eight issues. An eight issue mini series focusing on their relationship. We'll finally find out who the Crushing mom Mother is. Yeah. Um, is Lobo finally like a leather daddy? Like officially? He's no. always been a leather daddy. I know. Let's be real. I know. It's a Pride Month book. Yeah, I can yeah, smell yeah. a bear from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, Chris Anka did one of the covers, and Chris Anka loves to draw nipples, and his nipples are just like, <laughs> I was like, great, I'm getting that cover. Yeah. I love my, I love me some Anka. <laughs> he it's cold in space. <laughs> he, he, did, <laughs> he did White Trees. I know. The one with the demon penises. I know. We love that book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. So yeah, that's uh for Pride Month. There's more coming out because we're well, almost we, we close to the some Marvel stuff too, which yeah. is where we got the um, LGBT Captain America starting in the first. Yes, because it's gonna be we're getting close to uh, this solicitation coming out. Yeah, which is the next this Friday or next Friday, I think. Next Friday. This Friday for DC. Next Friday for Marvel. Yep. Something. So like we have Gamma Course coming. We have what? Oh, so uh, Gamma Flight coming. What's Gamma Flight. Gamma Flight's a new book spinning out of Immortal Hulk. Oh, is, is it gonna be Gamma it's, stuff with Alpha Flight? Yep. Finally. It's Hulk, Titana. Weapon uh, H? No. Fuck, where is he? Uh, yeah, what happened to that guy? I don't know. I love Puck him. Titan- yeah, it's Puck Titana. Oh my god, Sasquatch. Who the hell that. else? No. Then how is it Gamma? It's Gamma Flight because they're all Gamma people. They're all affected by the, the radiation. WandaVision now. No more news. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> we're thinking about this too much and we're going to lose our trains of thought. No, no, we're not. You already lost your train of thought on who was in the book. I can't remember. For that we'll, get we'll see you next week. Anyway, so guys, um, it's been two weeks so we gave enough time as always with spoiler cast before we jump into crazy spoiler. This is all Especially full. something like this. Yes. Like Stargirl, we gave it a week and a half. Same with Hellstrom because they weren't as crazy as this. Yeah. But how this was, how it ended, what's the ramifications of it. Potential season two, but not called WandaVision. I have my theories. It's the obvious There's no answer. season two. I can tell you that now. I know, but we like to speculate. You never know. I don't we didn't like think Book of Boba Fett was coming and then it got announced. Fuck you. That's not, that's not a theory. That's just a thing. Well, no. It, 
Could have been like we could have been like a theory and like oh cool got confirmed at the end because they won't go spoil at an investors meeting. Exactly. What if we get something for sending the company? We're not getting it. We don't know anyway. We're not <laughs> getting it. I want to yell at people and we're not getting it. Anyway, so guys, full spoiler cast. We're going to go talk about WandaVision. Hunter, run down all the specs for WandaVision, please. So WandaVision is a miniseries created by Jack Schaefer from streaming services uh, Disney Plus based on the Marvel Comics characters Scarlet Witch and Vision set in the MCU. It shares continuity with the film franchises. Takes place after Endgame. Don't know if it takes place after Spider-Man, though. They don't talk about it. It is produced by Marvel with Schaefer as leading writer and Matt Shackman directing. Um, we got nine episodes of it, two on the first week, and those are the ones we'll be talking about. Those episodes are titled Filmed Before a Live Studio Audience and Don't Touch That Dial. So the first episode is the introduction to the characters in the black and white with the live studio audience. We get um, the end credit teaser with someone watching the TV and that's where we know it's like, oh, this is all in someone else's reality. What did you guys think about episode one? A lot of people said it was super slow. Super slow. And I agree, but that's kind of what it did. And also, Marvel knew it was slow, so that's why they released two episodes. Oh, yeah. An hour long. So let's do time. episode one together. One yeah. or two together. It just makes it easier. Episode two is the talent show where Vision gets gum in his gears yep. and acts all crazy. And that's when I went, Paul Bettany's a great actor. Can't believe it took him this long to utilize him. Paul Bettany's a great actor. Yeah, I so can't good. believe it took them this long to <laughs> exactly. utilize him. I can't believe how immensely funny Paul Bettany can be yeah. when yes. given the opportunity as well. Yes. I never know who's a real comic actor. He's been, he's been he like, really two, he's been like been. two comedies. He's been in Mordecai, which was not good, mm. with Johnny Depp. And yeah, he very was like bad one movie. Other thing. And then, you know, obviously this, where he got to give off all of his acting chops. Serious, deadpan, and comedy. Everything. It was great. And it was amazing that we could emote so much with this character, and he could impact us so emotionally oh, that with grief all, thing? oh my god i almost I, died and with all that makeup on too <laughs> oh, yeah. it, like, like literally well, you're we, dressed like a purple robot and you're making the audience weep and yeah. it's amazing yeah we did see a lot of the stuff where he was just the face was actually blue screen and then he had his ear sticking out yeah really i saw weird. that in the making of <laughs> yeah but, but a lot of it when he got the face makeup on was in the full suit yeah yeah, yeah it's it, it, with the ears curse. very cool it's it's funny like i know a lot of people come to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and these shows for large spectacle and a lot of, like, kicky-punchy. And I yeah. think we're going to get a lot of that in, in Falcon Winter Soldier and these upcoming shows. Oh, for sure. That's the kicky-punchy show. Absolutely, but it... <laughs> All the trailers is kicky-punchy. It seems like Marvel has always kind of been most effective when things get personal. Right. And we were given a lot of that with WandaVision. Yeah. And... 13 years into this Marvel experience, they're still able to capture the public's attention in such a way that it kind of becomes like a phenomenon. It does. Whenever something new comes out, it's amazing that now they're capable of doing this over long-form storytelling. So now, not only are we all talking about Endgame for a week, we're talking for an entire two or three months about whatever's going to be going on with Marvel. Yeah. It's, it's like we did with Star Wars, Mandalorian. It's like we did with Mandalorian. Like, like, I've said it before a million times every time we talk about streaming services. Netflix has the wrong idea. Dropping everything at once pisses me off personally because I'll, I'll wait. Like I'll watch Stranger Things three months after it airs, knowing 90% of the spoilers. Like, I didn't know about Hop by the end of season three, but I did know everything else. And so it was just like, with, with this, I could watch an episode. No one could spoil it for me until the end of the, like, because uh, Twitter has like this, no one say anything until Sunday. Yeah. Everybody has a good day or two. I mean, but, that's not true. That's just an etiquette. Yeah, that's, that's etiquette. That's an but, etiquette. But we don't have, let's spoil the end 
immediately. Right. So with Stranger Things, everything gets spoiled, for example. Right. But with WandaVision and Mandalorian, we have the week-to-week discussions, the week-to-week theories. It gives us more time to think about what's going on instead of just, boom, here's everything. It adds a nuance to it. And what you were saying before with the heart of the characters, it really, mm-hmm. it's good that Marvel can still do that because that's why Winter Soldier is so good. Absolutely. Because Winter Soldier... Hits on Captain America. Shut up. Winter Soldier hits on Captain America's home. Like it, it all makes sense. It like hits home with him, and you we see a lot of character-driven stories from the Winter Soldier, where it's like he sees his past, blah blah blah. And that's what we get with Wanda. Yeah. Steve. We, we see that with WandaVision, where like we see a lot of the flashbacks. We see like her grief with Pietro. We see everything that just so shows up. So to talk about episode one and two. But no, what, what Hunter's talking it all makes about, sense. Th- th- what he's saying with this, with this tendency for streaming services becoming the new age of television, I think for us in particular, and probably for a lot yeah. of the listeners right now, because if you're listening to a show by a comic book store with comic book guys about comic books, you're probably used to serialized storytelling and waiting. Yeah. An issue ends. We have a month. Let it percolate. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. I'm going to come into the shop. I'm going to talk to James. I'm going to talk about Hunter t- about it. Like, we are losing that kind of culturally with yeah, television. Yeah, whenever it gets dumped. Because it, it all gets dumped at the yeah. same time. Yep. But now we have a week to talk about it. It's exciting to have event television. It's exciting to have water cooler talk. Yeah. It's something that I think is sorely lacking, and when Netflix and these streaming companies, I hate to keep saying Netflix because there's a million of them. That's the biggest one, though. That's the biggest one. It's almost turning art into content, Mm -hmm. and I think there's a huge difference between, like, storytelling and artistic merits and just content, because content becomes disposable. Oh, yeah. I mean, Amazon does it, too. They drop the first three episodes, then it's weekly. Absolutely. They learned. They used to drop everything. Now they learned... Like the Disney Plus, like, oh, people will talk about Invincible, The Boys, and Jack Ryan if we release it weekly instead of Netflix going, here's it all. Like, Lock and Key, season one came out. I haven't watched it yet because they dumped it all on me, and I was like, that's a lot to watch. Yeah, absolutely. WandaVision, I can sit down 40 minutes, watch it. Okay, decompress, talk about it with people, get a week to watch the next episode instead of watching it all at once because I have the opportunity. And I think there's a two hour movie than a 10 hour movie. Yeah, like, there's an art to storytelling in sequential, linear fashion. Mm And as serialized linear, as linear as WandaVision gets. As yeah. linear as WandaVision gets, but there's, you know, the right side of the page looks a certain way because mm-hmm. it wants us to turn to read the next yeah. left side yeah. of the page. An issue ends a specific way because it wants to engage its audience to watch the next issue. Yeah. When things are binge dropped, they can literally just cut wherever they want because the next one's going to be available at the next week. Yeah. But when it's week to week, it's like you have to like bait line and sing. Yeah, that's what they yeah. did in WandaVision. The first episode ends with it panning out and someone's watching it. Then we get the next episode immediately, but it still works because but they even still without, end Even if there was no... Uh-huh. Even Stranger was Things, no... yeah, someone like, let's say the monster shows up in Stranger Things. Literally, 10 seconds later, the monster's on screen again and it's like, oh, there's no stakes. I know it's here. Well, I said, yep. like, if they, like, what it is, is if there's no... Even if WandaVision had no... If WandaVision was bingeable, yeah, if it was in a bingeable format. It's bingeable now. Go check it out. If you're I watching mean, this, what are you doing? Spoilers. Yeah, um, yeah spoilers for WandaVision. Boners. Yeah. You'll know it You'll know it in eight episodes. Um, <laughs> the biggest problem we have now, because yeah. we're a week into this now. I've had customers go, oh, I haven't watched WandaVision yet. Yeah. And they'll go watch it now, mm-hmm. type of thing. Or like, they're like, oh, I just wasn't interested in Wanda or Vision or anything from MCU. That's fine. I get that. Yeah. I get that. I get of, that. A lot of people didn't think it was canon either. They're like, not that it was not canon. It's like, oh, it's not going to be tied to anything else well, in the future. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because no one, people are just dumb. And, and people are just truly dumb. <laughs> my, my one buddy texted me. He watched all the movies. He talks about it all the time. And he's like, I was talking about WandaVision in the group chat with my buddies. And then everyone was watching except for him. He's like, I haven't watched it yet. And I'm like, why? He's like, I don't think it was important. I'm like, 
everything. What do you won. mean? Everything, everything matters. Won. Even Shield mattered for the most part until it was uncanonized. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Phil Coulson, baby, yeah, until they, yeah, I love him. Until they uncanonized <laughs> it. But like the whole thing is humans bad. He was stinky. Well, no, just because if you look at WandaVision content as a whole, and I guess we're just going to just do this. It's like eight hours. Because just like, you know the format had set episode up for three us. now in color. There Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll get to the episode breakdowns as we continue yeah. forward. Um, going back to originally what I was saying uh, <laughs> about episodes one and two. If you look at the setup for episodes one and two, and while they had to be dropped at the same time, they all are slower episodes. Yeah. And yes, they are the most, besides the finale, considered one of the, the, the least liked of the episodes. We know the finale is least liked because theories. For other reasons. Yeah. But the reason why they are the least liked is because they are ju- you're jumped in cold. You're, you're, it's a cold opening. Yeah. The show is a cold open. It literally just starts. And normally, cold opens don't work for most programs. Mm-hmm. To be fair, unless it's a mystery show... Cold opens don't work. Which WandaVision was. Right. Yeah. When you look at it as a retrospect. Because when you first sit there, I can't remember sitting there in the first episode going, what the hell did I spend? I'm like, oh, I got to leave for work soon. It's been 15 minutes. Yeah. Nope. Never mind. Because um, you thought it was going to be like 45 minutes. It, no, it's like just slow. It's just yeah. a slow thing. Because what you're doing is you're watching a reenactment of old classic television. It, you're programmed, and I'll get to this a little bit more when we talk about theories and stuff. Um, to understand, like, there's no major action in this. Not until the it's, last two episodes. And and and, and not even not, not even like not even like action in the context of like the big battle. No kicky punchy. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you look <laughs> as at, I've been calling right. Yeah. If you look at the first, if you look at the first two episodes, the first episode is just the only. There's only one weird moment in the first episode. It's the um, it's it's the the dinner scene. Mr. Hart starts to stop it, stop it, and, where it yeah. gets kind of David Lynchy for yes. a couple yeah. seconds. Oh, yeah. yeah, very David Lynch. Yeah. So that's your one moment, and then you go, and then it's quickly wiped away. Yeah, and then you get the pan out, and then uh, the pan out is, and that's not even like the weird part. It's not weird. It's just like, oh, it's like we all knew there was something more to this. Well, like, we, 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 we all knew it was based off sitcoms. Well, we all knew that. Yeah. And then you Hard get to episode to two. Episode two is where you see ten years later, and you're like, hmm. episode two, you get the the blood scene, where she where Daddy cuts her hand. Mm-hmm. And that's oh, yeah. when you notice the blood is red. It was blood is actually red. And then you have the uh, the helicopter. The helicopter's in that one too. And that's when you know. And this... the beekeeper. Yeah. Well, yes. Right at the end. Right at the end. Mm-hmm. That's episode three, isn't it? No, that was two. No, that was, was two. Black yeah, it was yeah, black and white. Black and white. Because uh, then uh, you have um, oh the radio with Jimmy Woo. Mm-hmm. Oh no no the beekeeper was episode three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's where it shifted over from yeah. black and white to color. Okay. Because um, Jimmy Woo was the kicker at the end of uh, episode two. Okay. And then episode four was we get everybody. I'll get to, yeah, I'll get to it won't get to episode four, but in episode three, and I'll talk about the first three episodes as yeah, a whole because it, so it really is the same thing. Yeah. Um, you finally get to see like the 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 context of something breaking into the world. Yeah. So what's cool about that? Yes, they are slow episodes, but again, everything means something. Whether it's the scene, like the weird like lynching scene at the end of dinner, it's the weird like fugue state that uh, Dottie gets in after she cuts her hand, you know, or after she hears Jimmy. Um, whether it's, it's... the weird dialogue between her and um, Monica, where she's like, I'm, uh... uh yeah. And she gives her a weird name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. I want to so, say Gwendolyn, but it's not Gwendolyn. It's, I think it might be Gwendolyn. It's something with the G. Yeah. But, I mean, we were going, like, the Respect the Hustle before. Like, Respect the Hustle that Marvel started their age of cinematic television in the MCU... With an oddball show like this, where they had to have known that those first two episodes were not going to be the most engaging thing to the audience. Not what we expect. But they started with a show on television that could only be told 
on television that ended up literally being about television. Yeah, it's true. Like it's true. Fun little it, backstory stuff. It's really true. It's like you can't you, when you look at WandaVision, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to steer this into the best of my abilities because apparently someone else is rocking my Episode boat. Episode three now in color. Wanda's pregnant with the twins. We don't know why she's four months pregnant, but by the, the rate they're going, they're going to be out by the end of the episode, and that's when Monica shows up, and that's where we get some of the Pietro Ultron killed him back in 2015. <laughs> right. So. Uh, by episode four, we end up getting into... Episode now, four is we're called, now called, we interrupt this program, we have Monica Rambeau oh, no, no, coming no, no, back four. from the Senate. Oh, yes, yes, sorry, yes. Yeah. Yes. Then we introduce so, to Darcy, Jimmy yes. Woo, so and... so episode four is um, finally the episode... Waste of character, Harkin, or whatever his name is. Oh, I liked Harkin. Hayward, Hayward, Hayward. 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 Yeah, I kept he calling him Director Dickweed, because I, I could never remember his <laughs> name. He was a waste of a character by the end of it, because a per- on theory crafting, I know, but also, they just hit him with a car and went to jail. Oh, yeah. That's lame. That's fine. It's fine. It's not what we wanted, but it's fine. We a lot of the internet wanted him to rip his face off and be Ultron. Ultron. I wanted yeah, that. Yeah, me too. I want that. Me too. Exactly. I want that. But, so, he's done it before. we have, in episode four, we finally get the building block episode. This is the, the, the crisis middle part. It covers it, the first three episodes So, well. th- what this does is, one, explains kind of who Monica Rambeau is. We know her from Captain Marvel, but as a child. Yes. So, you have, so we have Monica Rambeau, who's now introduced in the MCU properly as an adult. Um, kind of, you also get to see the non-funny, um, re-add of people, um, when they get re-blipped. Great special effects for television. Awesome. Oh, yeah, old, because they had budget. That was awesome. crazy. And kind of reminiscent of Joe Quesada's House of M covers. Yes. Anytime people dematerialized on that series, you know, comic book guys, we heard, House of M, House of M, House of M, and, like, we were all thinking, like, West Coast Avengers and Scarlet Witch and Vision, but, yeah, a lot of it was House of M, and and the... House of V. (laughs) The dematerialization, like, really looked cool and reminded me of those Cassandra It's really, and it does, it really is cool, and what is cool, it takes away, it takes a moment from Spider-Man Homecoming, or Far From Home, when they explained how people came back, and they did, like, a like funny, it, cute way. Like, if they were in a plane, like, they'd land safely or something. Well, no. So, no. <laughs> so, in Spider-Man Homecoming, um, uh, not Homecoming, Far they From Home. called it the blip. So, in Far From Home, um, when they show people coming back and how they explain it, they're like, oh, when people just kind of reappear. So, they do it in a jokey kind of manner. Like when they're with, playing in the band. Right. Like, the basketball, basketball, basketball game, game, yeah. Where, what was really cool about WandaVision is that you take away all that. There is no funny... She materializes Wait. in a hectic hospital that just is getting random patients back in random rooms. Yes, and it shows the the calamity of how important, how much this this the snap actually affected the world and the reemergence of all these people that are missing for five years. Feige said that a lot of the TV shows that like Falcon Winter Soldier are probably going to talk about the snap as well. Like they have to. Like, did where did Zemo go? Did he leave with the snap or did he get to stay there? Did Martin Freeman's character disappear and Zemo was like, "I'm out the door, bye." What are we going to see with that stuff? Jump ahead. I know, no, but I'm saying like you're tying it back to what you were saying about the blip and everybody coming back. It's cool to see that Feige saying, "Yes, we're going to talk about the blip more and more because we got it." The first movie we get after Endgame, where everybody does come back, yeah. it, it Spider-Man. is Spider-Man. Yeah, and they make it as a joke, and then they go to to fucking. Oh my god, where do they go? Doesn't matter. Italy? It doesn't matter for this. They, they go to Europe. They go to Europe, Europe yeah. and it doesn't matter. They go to for this Europe and they fight Mysterio. <laughs> yeah, and but they come back. There's almost this post 9-11 kind of cynic like we are living our lives in a little bit more fear mentality of those people who Hayward didn't talks get about it yeah, yeah goes, you weren't they... here for those five years we had yeah. to put everything together and it, and it feels very like there's 
before September of 2001 and after yes, September of 2001. Absolutely. And we're a little bit more on edge now. Yeah. The same way that these characters are kind of acting like the world is different now and we have to be prepared. You yes. Know? And that's and what's great about episode four is that you see that and it explains why Sword is now Sword. Like why Sword is no longer the sentient world observation. It's the sentient weapon observation. And it's because of things like the snap happening. And Vision. You know. And Ultron. Well, it's all about. It's all really more about the snap happening, and it, that's exactly what Hayward says. He goes, "You weren't here. You didn't have to clean up all this. You were gone for five years. You didn't keep the lights on. You didn't keep yeah. the lights on. We had to keep the lights on. We had to do this. We mm. had to make sure the world was running because Shield was gone. Plus, mm. the larger implications of having sword." Like, S.W.O.R.D. being, like, a relatively new concept. I guess it's been around for, like, the better part of 20 years. But S.W.O.R.D. as an organization is really cool. We do not have S.H.I.E.L.D. in, in like, its formal way in the MCU anymore. Or even in the comics, too. Yeah, or even, okay. we have some sort of kind of, like, omnipresent governing body authority figure. Yeah. The MCU's always kind of thrived on having that kind of militaristic kind of stuff going on in the background. Yeah. This kind of bureaucratic stuff. I'm happy we have one back to be <laughs> yeah. like good and bad. Yes. There's a possible reemergence of Hydra too. Yeah, that's which true. Which, which is interesting. See. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thoughts fitting into Falcon with Souls. We'll cover that when we get there. I know. I'm yeah, saying we'll Hydra because they we'll do mention it in Stop talking about the commercials. <laughs> the commercials are interesting to point out right. too. It's be... also just Wanda's trauma reimagined. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. There, but. Only the strong survive. We cannot <laughs> the ignore the conspiracy theory nonsense that we were all guilty of. We will get to, right, we'll get, so we we'll will, get to that after the end. Well, at this point, <laughs> in episode four, yes. I had a theory that each commercial was representing a different infinity stone. A lot of people a had that theory. Mm -hmm. Yes. We will talk about theories. Thank you. We'll talk about theories later. So let me, re let me finish episode, episode four. Okay, episode let four, me yeah. finish episode That's four. That's where we get Jimmy Woo doing the card trick that you learned from Ant Man. Happy to see Jimmy Woo back. Randall Park rules. Yes. Dude, Randall Park is um, great. He's in the Young Rock show. Yep. Awesome yes, he is. Happy to see Kat Dennings back. Totally sweet boobies. We know why. I like having Kat Dennings back, but not because of the boobies. Yes, but also because she was kind of. Three reasons. kind of just annoying in. Thor, the first Thor movie. No, she wasn't in Thor Ragnarok. In the oh, first, not, in the first that. Thor movie, she was like, I didn't really recognize her. I knew she was from Two Broke Girls. So I didn't I really recognize her. And then she was just like kind of like the bumbling, hot scientist girl who yeah. was like working with uh, Skarsgård. And that's not his name. Uh, Eric something. And then we get to see... And then we get to see her in Dark World. Yeah. And... I like that. She's movie. a little bit better. No, she's a little She's a little bit better in that movie because she's less annoying, but she's still kind of just like because she's the jokey character. Yeah, in that, because it, we didn't have Ragnarok at that point, and now we bring her back. Shut up. Now we bring her back, and her. she's got something to do. She is the funny character still, but it works in this because of what we're doing here. Yes. Jimmy Woo has his own moments. Monica's kind of funny, and then yes. obviously Vision is the best. So we get yeah. to at the end of episode four, we finally kind of it, it catches up That's, to itself. It, well, it catches up to itself, and uh, the idea that. Wanda is projecting an actual sitcom using her magic mm -hmm. to somehow tap into some radiation that she it, like is responsible for creating the Infinity Stones. It's cosmic bang radiation, yep. and she's using it to project a, a sitcom, sitcom on FM radio frequencies. Yeah. Yep. Like that's so cool. totally dope. Yeah. Yes. Totally dope. So after episode four, we are on episode five called "On a Very Special Episode." This is where we get Sparky, Billy, and Tommy are children, and they age up after Sparky. Uh, not after Sparky dies. They age up to get the dog. Yes. And then we see Agnes is slowly pushing herself more into the narrative. She was always in the narrative, but this is one where she's very intrusive. So she this... shows up and she's like, "I have a doghouse," and Vision's like, "That's weird." This is where Vision first starts to break. We see a little bit in two where he's kind of like, 
what do we do? Uh, episode one was like, what do I do with this computational service thing? And Norm's like, computate servers or whatever. And then, you know, we get a little bit of that. And then we get Vision slowly throughout the show learning, yeah. like, what's going on. Episode five is when he's like, you just use your powers right in front of everybody. What's going on? She's like, oh, Agnes is here all the time. She doesn't care. Was that five? That was episode five. That was, yes, that episode was five was also when Vision somehow, he they receive a transmission via email. email and Darcy sends it out. Which we find out that Darcy eventually had sent out, but it wasn't Darcy. It was Hayward who sent it. They oh, find yeah, out through that yeah. email. Yeah. And Hayward was using it to activate um, Project Catalyst yeah. and somehow activate the Vision's memory, thinking, like, maybe this is... <laughs> Excuse me. This is the vision that yeah. like I created. They were still tracking him. They were still tracking yep. him. Um, and we see Norm snap out of it. No, yeah. well, he gets the <coughs> the mind stone. He vision he, he, he wakens him. Yeah, and yeah. then he's like, "Oh, what's going on? What the fuck?" And that is was and actually back a in. jarring scene to watch. Oh yeah, because he's freaking out. He's like, "I was I was with my sister, and we're taking care of our sick dad. I haven't seen them in two weeks. What's going on?" Hey, man. How's the weather? You know, like that an extremely so jarring good. ending because he starts screaming at Wanda in that kitchen fight, and she's just like, "This is over!" And the credits start rolling yeah. with the growing pains music yep. behind it while they're still fighting, and we see and then them. He both stops the credits. Stops. <laughs> he stops the credits. They both fly up into the air, and he's like, "Tell me what's going on. What is the Maxwell paradox?" And they start screaming, and that's when Vision, well, Paul Bettany rather, really shows us some. Fucking acting. And then we Am I allowed to curse on the show? Yeah, of course. Okay. We he... did it like four. I did like four <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. I wasn't counting how many fucks I said. So only how many boobs I talked about. And, and Sam and Bucky sneaking kisses. But um, We're very open on the show. He, he, he jumps up in the air and says, like, I'm scared. Yeah, and that's when we get a knock on the door. Yeah. Who is it? Hey, you stupid bro from that town. It's me. What's going on? I'm Evan Peters. So much. I'm Evan Peters. You can't give a bro a hug. What's I going on, you. little sister? So Come here. Gary. Who's the popsicle, right? <laughs> Who's I that popsicle over there? I and then we broke the internet. Yeah. yeah. That's what like. What? Was, I did. It was an Easter egg. The internet. Did we want it to be Quicksilver? We will talk about. No, yes. We talk about theories later. Theories later. We talk about so theories last. So this is the all new Halloween spooktacular. It is spooktacular. I want to yes. make sure I didn't say because that's what I used to say. Yeah. We get Evan Peters, we get the kids, dude. we get everybody in their costumes, we have the Sokovian fortune teller, we have fucking... I wish we had a camera for your like, little hand flip you just did. Sokovian <laughs> fortune teller. Hello. <laughs> Shout out to Elizabeth Olsen's dude. hand acting oh. on this show with the cool hand stuff. Yep. It's crazy how much she I'm does with that. I'm also now in love with Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, yeah, she's great. She's wonderful. Myself. I've always liked her. She's great. I hate myself. <laughs> I actually hate myself. Yeah, so this is where... Um, we see Vision straights up, starts lying to his wife. He goes, I actually have to do neighborhood watch stuff. See you later, finger guns. And also, he walks away, and then Vision... This is where we see that... And like, no. Vision doesn't play by their actual rules of the show. he gets his own... Because play. there's a scene when they're fighting... Luchadors. Remember, man. the episode opens with like, an Malcolm Middle type of opening. Mm, yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And then it's Tommy talking about... Um, the camera. No, Billy, sorry. Billy's talking about, oh, mom and dad are kind of like arguing... And then when he, and uncle, it's because Uncle Pietro came around. It's been weird. And he's like, like yeah, he's like, oh well, no, he just doesn't trust him. And he's like, nobody does. He's like, oh hey, you know, mom and dad are fighting, but whatever. And then he talks about something about um, the dad, no, about Vision, like not. Oh, Juan is like, oh no, you have to do this. And he's like, no, no. and he leaves. Yeah. And it shows like she, he's out yeah. of her control 100% yeah. already. And then Pietro shows up and, he's, and he doesn't show up. He wakes up and goes, I'll take care of the kids. They need a positive father figure. <laughs> yes. So he yeah. like they all leave. Because Vision wakes up and he goes, well, this was the only thing in my closet. So this is what I wore. And then Wanda goes, 
And then Vision goes, oh, I always knew you had a soft spot for luchadors. And she goes, ay, Dios mio, or something like that. Well, yeah, that was spicy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, the thing that, the reference he's making isn't just about, like, the costume being there. It's kind of like it's a passive-aggressive, like, statement about, this is the only thing in my closet. Yeah. It's not going, oh, well, this is the only thing I, I found in my closet. No, it's going, It was the only you, thing I could wear today. Yeah, because you yeah. made this, mm-hmm. and I have to do this, and I'm only doing this because yeah. you're forcing me to, but I'm not going to listen yeah, to you anymore. and that's what... All throughout these couple episodes, we also get the inters- the interspersions of um, the the outside of Hex yeah. stuff, where we get to see like them tracking visions. The first episode we get to see them tracking visions, where Darcy, Monica, and Jimmy uh, get kicked off. Yes, they're doing their job because Hayward's doing Hayward stuff, and yeah. we see a Vision start doing his patrol stuff, and then he starts follow- finding all the people on the outskirts of town yeah. who are just kind of like frozen in place, like for an outside view. So if you were walking by or driving, you wouldn't be like. That's weird. But driving by, you're like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we get to see Vision finally see that, and then he sees Agatha in the car, and he touches her, and she starts freaking out. You're one of the Avengers, but aren't you dead? Blah, blah, blah. And then we see uh, Vision kind of walks out past the street that Wanda tells the kids not to go past. Yep. We also see Pietro uses powers. <sighs> we'll get there. And <laughs> Boner, we'll get there. And then we see um, Vision starts walking out, and he starts breaking apart, and then Darcy gets handcuffed to the thing, and then... She expands the hex. Wanda expands the hex, and then we also say, "Oh, your dead husband can't die twice." Am I right? And he gets it's because well, no, it's not just not just because of that. It's also it's not because of that. There's a right. missile that that's the whole thing. It's the missile thing. Well, the missile was um, the episode before. <laughs> yeah. So she what makes Wanda expand the actual hex? Um, besides the fact that Vision's dying. Well, she expands um, the hex the one time because of the missile. Then she expands it the second time. Yes. Because of the um. What's it, oh, because of the... Because uh, Vision, Vision, Vision dying. Because Billy Tommy, goes, hey, something's yeah, going on. Billy's they have their powers too. Yes. And they're still alive. We'll get to it. That was my ahead. I like to jump ahead. It's hard not to jump ahead with this show. There's so much to talk about. And they... Again, the show was a mystery show. They intentionally left things ambiguous to the viewers and left so these had a questions. to think about it. Yeah, and now we are... Again, we're looking at things in retrospective where we're like, oh, we know why... Everyone seemed to be under this control, except for Vision, except for Peter, except for Agatha. And the kids kind of had their own free reign. As well. And the kids as well, because again, and we know why Agatha had her own free reign. We didn't know originally. We thought she was part of it. She was just acting. Exactly. Right. All these things existed prior to the hex, except for yeah. yes. this. Yes. Which we'll get to. Yes. <laughs> All right. So next episode is called "Breaking the Fourth Wall." This is where we get our um, <clears throat> modern family. Um, yes, reference. and the big reveal. The big reveal of it was Agatha all along. Written by the Lopez's who wrote Let It Go oh. and all the music <laughs> yes. for Frozen. Yeah, it's a lot of Disney stuff. Yep, yep. And that's it, why it's such a bop. It 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 slaps. Yeah. It honks. It's yeah. super dope. This is where Agnes. Oh, sorry, interrupting. No, it's fine. Me. I just really like yeah. the music on this show. Oh yeah. As somebody who one like, division, one one division, it's so good. It's so cool. <laughs> it's and the full chords they use yeah. every again. Song. There was a lot. Well, it's actually three notes. Sorry, yes. is what it is. Um, there was a lot of theorizing that Mephisto was going to. Of course, everyone on the internet knows that every episode should have been called Mephisto, maybe? I want <laughs> him only because of Ghost Rider. I hate Mephisto in general. We'll talk about it when we get theory crafting. Exactly. Yeah. But every single theme song and piece of music used in these episodes uses something called like a tritone, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically like a one two a one three five but the five is slightly down so it's not like harmonic there's something like a little wrong with it mm-hmm. 
this was actually banned by the church and it wasn't allowed to be used in any secular music for like hundreds of years. Satanism. It was called like the, the demon yeah. progression. A lot of people or the devil's progression. Yeah. So very subtle but very nifty little fucking thing. That yes, I, I was like, Oh, I love this. You know what I mean? That's what it is. Like it's so cool. Like, it's so cool. It's things like that that make you go, Yeah, they they, they pull off. They knew what they were doing. This. They but did. also Jack Schaefer said that uh they had no idea who Mephesto was before filming the show yep. until after <laughs> they Yeah. Uh Shackman Shackman knew what he was talking about, but Jack didn't know anything until Yeah, they were doing press. Yeah. And they're like, Who the hell is Mephesto? Well yeah. Matt Shackman, funny enough, was on Growing Pains. Um, he was like a child actor who was in like, um, yeah, he was in Growing Pains. He was on the one with Michael J. Fox. He was on a couple episodes oh, of, uh, oh, cool. I forgot. yeah, but he was a sitcom actor. Yeah. And then later on, he like directed episodes of Modern Family, directed episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So they like got a TV guy who yeah. knows the TV system. Exactly. You and can't get like a Marvel, dir- you can't get like a Brian Coogler to do uh, a TV show, unless it's specifically like a Black Panther show, for example, but like, because he's doing the world of Wakanda, but it's also very different. Mm-hmm. But like, you can't get him to do a sitcom version of that. No. Imagine a Black Panther sitcom; it would not be good. No. no. Very no. weird. No. <laughs> and 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 again, like going back to some comic book yeah. stuff, um, they drew in inspiration from a lot of cool places, and and the big one aesthetically, and like, with the iconography was that Tom King Vision yes. one. Yes. It sucks that they didn't go so hard into it, only it's because. Better that they did it. But yes, because it didn't work with the MCU. But I wish they went a little bit more into a Wanda being a little bit as crazy as Vision, trying to like rebuild her family in a different way, as opposed to what happened with um in the Vision book and yeah. what happened here. That book is yeah. shockingly dark. Oh yeah, it's it's so good. Also shockingly like vibrant and light. Yeah. Um, but with that Leave It to Beaver kind of iconography. Yeah. The style, the sitcom, the perfect family. Yeah. It was very cool to tie that all together. Yes. I also thought like Peter was gonna be like Vision's brother from the Runaways, who like oh Victor. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I thought he cool. was gonna be Victor. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to the conspiracy <laughs> yes. theory nonsense so, later. Back yes. to the episode, episode seven, breaking the fourth wall. This is where Wanda needs a day to herself because she's going through all this trauma stuff, and she needs to decompress. Agnes agrees to watch Billy and Tommy. Don't worry, she she doesn't buy kids. So she did that one time. She showed him that mole. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's because that's because Catherine Hahn is hilarious. Yeah, and this is kind of hot. Hey, I was like way into Catherine Mrs. Hahn. Fletcher. You'll, you'll thank me later. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And um, she she was my MVP for the for the series. Oh, she was great. Oh, yeah. yeah, my MVP is uh, Paul Bettany. Paul yeah, Bettany. Yeah, and the kids are great too. But um, this is where we get to see um. Darcy is inside as the um, the escape artist. Vision takes her out. They kind of travel back. And there's the scene where they're filming... Um, ah, the plot thickens. Yeah, there's the scene where they're filming the... Um, a lot thickens. There's a scene <laughs> where they're filming um, Vision waiting at all the stoplights. And he's just sitting there in the chair like, you know, I just can't seem to get home. And then like the next scene they cut to him, he's just like... Why am I sitting here? I can fly. And yeah. He flies home. And I'm like, in my brain, I was like, why didn't you just fly to begin with? And then Darcy, she's just like, all right, I guess I'll see you at your house. I guess I know where that is. <laughs> and then she shows up later and she hits Hayward. But, so the episode eight also reveals that um, Agnes is Agatha Harkness. And that's where we get, where we knew who she was. Well, that I, was the yeah. one theory that everybody could confirm. Agnes, Agatha, come on. You guys had familiarity with Agatha I didn't know Harkness. who Agatha Harkness was. Okay. He, did, he was like, Agnes is definitely Agatha. I looked it up and I was like, not a doubt in my mind. I was like, James is correct. <laughs> yeah. And then. So. It's, uh, it was, it was, uh, 
Agatha is very deep Scarlet Witch lore. Yes. For Vision Scarlet Witch fans. <laughs> yes. I, I mentioned People to you. People were like, who? Yeah. Like, I mentioned to you guys before the recording, um, when I was a little kid, I went to my original comic book store, Planet Comics and Smith Haven Mall, which I will continuously shout out because <laughs> of the memories I have. Like, buy my first McFarlane. I bought Spawn number one there. Like, oh. You know, I bought Jim Lee's X-Men there. Like, oh, like the yes. things that you just, like, remember yeah. as, like, a little yeah. kid in the 90s. I also remember wanting to get into the Avengers and not knowing what to buy. And then, like, you know, much like these back issues here, seeing Avengers, picking up, like, ten random things, buying them and going home and being like... I didn't say fuck, but I was like, who the heck is Wonder Man? Like, when I was a little kid and I fuck bought John Byrne's, you know, West Coast Avengers run. and Still a good it, book. It was phenomenal. wonderful. Yeah. And to this day, like, a lot of those characters really do mean a lot. And looking back on it, it's kind of fucked up how, like, Marvel's whole history with Scarlet Witch was kind of like, how can we mess with her and have, like, another dude, like, gaslight her into, like, feeling a shitty way to have her have this emotional breakdown, turn her into a bad guy only to become a good guy again? Yep. Welcome to WandaVision. Welcome to WandaVision, <laughs> yeah, it, which eventually kind of becomes like cheap um, Dark Phoenix for a yeah, minute yeah, or two, but which set. another weird <laughs> gaslighting story yeah. in the comics too with like a dude like mind wiping somebody to think that there's somebody else for a little yeah. while, yep. but Mastermind. <laughs> Agatha in that series was kind of like, she was this mentor figure after, you know, Wanda had, had the kids and, and she was the one who like mind wiped her after... There was a villain called Master Pandemonium in that series. Yep, we thought he was coming in too. I thought he was coming in too. I thought specifically that... Starkhold, blah, blah, blah. Pietro was going to be him. Oh, interesting. Because in the comics, Master Pandemonium was like a failed Hollywood actor slash producer... Who, Ralph Boner could still be him because he is still he had that headshot that's, he that's, had. He's an okay, I still think he's out there. <laughs> he he got into a car accident. He made a literal deal with the devil with Mephisto. He Ghost sacrificed his hands. Yep, yeah. and he gave him these like two puppet hands that were like super creepy looking. But he was the one who like stole the children and says like these are really they belong to me. They're part of the devil that I want. Yeah. And then when you know they found out that the children were actually shards of Mephisto's soul, Agatha was when the one who like mind wiped Wanda and was like, "This never happened. This never happened." And then they Avengers disassembled. They brought all that back much yeah. later on, and they brought Agatha back as this kind of like spectral kind of figure. Yeah, because she was dead. And so then the old comics they made it really hot. We don't talk they, about the old comics. Well, well, in the MCU they made her kind of hot. Oh yeah, I mean, that's that's like, that's what I was like, they basically they didn't Catherine Hahn though. Yeah, they were like, yo, hot Agatha. Yeah, get in there. But again, she's got a lot of cool history as being yes, an antagonist, a protagonist, kind of at the same time, a mentor, a hundred percent. And we'll get to the next episode. We're, we reveal at the end of this episode that Agatha did everything. Ag- it was Agatha all along. And she killed Sparky too. She's got a, She's <laughs> killed the little dog too. A lot of allusions to the Wizard of Oz, which I'll get yeah. to eventually, yes. probably. But she's got this dungeon demonic Satan lair in her basement. Her, yeah. um, oh, what are the, what's the witch lair called? God, Coven. No, no that, the Coven, Coven is the group. I want to call it a witch breed, but that's just because I was reading Excalibur. Mm. That's what they call mutants. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. <laughs> Wait, that's a 1602 so, thing. Right after we get to see the Agatha Harkness stuff, it cuts to previously on, which is episode 8. We get to the Agatha's origin, where she is dabbling with the Darkhold and the coven that includes her mother and friends tire to the post and go, Bad witch. And she goes, Ha ha, evil witch. And then she kills them all. And yes. then it cuts to present day, where they're in the dungeon still. The hexes are up. That'll come back later, though. Right. The hexes are up, so Wanda can't do anything. 
So then, <laughs> why are you doing hands? I know because I'm WandaVision. Because that's how you do magic. You're WandaVision. I'm Paul Bettany. Look at yeah. me go. Crane. Kick. I start with hand stuff, then I go to mouth stuff, and then I go to butt stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> WandaVision. Anyway. I mean, so then the order. we have. It has um, to be the order. Then we get the flashbacks. Uh, Otherwise, you have to First base, goes, second base, home run. Yeah. Agatha <laughs> basically goes, What's going on? How are you so powerful? You're a witch. You're not a mutant or whatever. Fuck mutants. What are you talking about? Okay, let me do it. So then we get um, Agatha taking Wanda through a trip down memory lane where we see them as a kid yep. with the probability hacks with the likeness to um, sitcoms, the Sokovian Wars with the Stark stuff. Okay, so when Wanda's mother introduces herself, mm-hmm. when Wanda walks in, she goes, where's mom? And she sneaks up behind her and does the Sokovian yep. greeting to her, which came back, back which was kind of nice. Really nice. This yeah. was my personal favorite episode, by the way. This is, this is the best episode, yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. Are we up to eight of nine? We're at eight of nine. Eight's oh, the I, best forgot, I forgot there's nine episodes. Yeah. Well, yeah. The first one, it was supposed to be eight, but then the first one came out two at a time, yeah. and they were like, fuck it, nine. Yeah. So, with this episode, we get to see um, Wanda going through the steps of, you get to see her as a child, why she likes sitcoms, the probability hacks, why she survived with her brother. Then we see them becoming rad- radicalists for Hydra, and then we see her touch the stone, and we see the Scarlet Vision, Witch show Scarlet up. Witch. And then very cool. It's the Dark her, Phoenix. She dark was still. <laughs> she was, it was very Dark Phoenix. Yeah. She was still a witch, but the stone amplified her powers. And then we see the the Hydra guys like, oh, that was weird. Every time we play this thing back, she keeps waking up. Blah blah. Then we jump to, uh, what's the next jump? Civil War. Civil War. Civil after... War where where she meets Vision, and it's after um. P- no wait. Pietro died. It was after Pietro it's, died. It's, it's right. Yeah. It's right. It's Age of Ultron. Yeah, Age of Ultron. But it's also right after she blows up Crossbones because then she's still locked in the home. And that's oh yeah. Yeah. So because she fucked up there, and then she fucked up. No. It's oh, based on the first. It's, no, it's, it's right first, after. It's Age of Ultron. It's Age of Ultron. It's, 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 it's yeah. a replay of the scene that they. It's a replay of the scene from a different angle in Age of Ultron. Okay, mm-hmm. so she show she's sitting there watching sitcom. She's grieving. Uh, Vision kind of approaches through the wall like he does, and they have the first conversation. A lot of people thought it was going to where we get to see their first kiss. Unfortunately, not. But we do get to see the first conversation. Yeah. Just and then we, stuff. And then we get to see the, <laughs> we get to no hear the best over, line. All over the past stuff. Sokovian welcome. <laughs> that, that's a Sokovian fucking happy ending. All the past stuff. So we get to see, we get to listen to the best line probably ever uttered in the MCU. Yeah. Besides, I am inevitable, I am Iron Man. We get to hear... Uh, love is grief is love preserving. Yeah, or but what is grief if not love persevering? There we go. That's where we pick up this microphone and drop yeah. it. Good <laughs> <laughs> like, night. When I heard that, chills. Yeah. I was like, "Fuck, this man's got a heart." Like, let's go. I was like, and I then, was like "Is this Walt Whitman? Like, who wrote this?" <laughs> and that's when uh, the writer is um, Laura Donnie. Yeah. So good on them. Yeah, very good on them. And then we get to see, um, like, I think this is where Wanda goes. Oh, there is someone else like me because this is all weird. We're doing this process because we know Vision is super fucked up based yeah. off what he's been. Because he's so just he, born yesterday. Yes. He's just born yesterday. He's also based off Ultron, who's based off Tony. So he's a little horny and a little evil. Horny, mm-hmm. so, uh, a little evil. <laughs> That's the, I mean, the, my buddies were texting me about Ultron. He's a horny little boy, my with a little bit of evil. My buddies were like, "Is Vision horny?" And I'm like, "Well." Ultron is technically horny but evil, so because he's based off Tony Stark, and Tony Stark is horny but good. Mm-hmm. So what makes uh, Vision? Vinny's horny but neutral. We have yeah, like the graph, like yeah. chaotic neutral, yeah. horny neutral. Well, if, if you're interested in, in a discussion on what color Vision's penis is, um, listen to MCU Beyond Infinity for that episode specifically. We go into it at length for a little MCU while. MCU Beyond Genitalia. Yeah, That's pretty much. I love yeah, it. Pretty much. 
So this is where we get to see. Um, so on the rest of the episode, we get to see the origin of that. Then we see um, the sword facility. Yeah, yes. we see the sword facility where it's actually Hayward doctored all the information. We get to see that's the next flashback. The broken body. Yeah. The broken body. The broken body that she can't feel him. Heartbreaks. And then she goes to New Jersey. Her. Yeah, yeah. It very much intentionally yeah. gaslighting her. Where they've had this body for five years at this point. Why are you pulling it apart on the day that she shows up? Yeah. You are doing this to get her riled up, to gaslight her into whatever. Bring him back. Be. Wouldn't it be nice if you brought him back as yeah. your soulmate? Do you it, do it, do it. Yeah. It would, can't, it would be great if you someone had the power to, you know, turn on. Yeah, like... Oh, I mean, you know, bring him back. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, Turn he, him on, wink, wink. And, yeah. yeah, like she, like he's yeah. pushing her to do it because he knows she has the ability to, for whatever reason, you know. Well, because she has magic powers, blah, blah. Right. Magic. And also, yeah. Hayward <laughs> knows that she's tied to the Infinity Stones, the Vision's tied yeah. to the Infinity Stones, blah, blah. But then we get to see one of the saddest moments in the MCU where Wanda gets the little letter that was totally there before. She drives all the way to Jersey. She sees the house that Vision bought, and it's like a forever home. Oh, by the way, I, like I was like, oh my God. Way, I like how shitty Westview actually is. Oh, yeah. I was like, I, I texted you when I was watching. I was like, they should be thanking her. They made this town great again. <laughs> oh, my God. We can't say that anymore. Oh, you're telling me a red man comes to this town and we can't make it great again? <laughs> But regardless, <laughs> what if that make Westview great again? That's our new shirt. Yeah, I, I do. I have a very inappropriate line. I can't even say on this. But um, what if that town wasn't like that before the snap? I was oh, thinking exactly. that's what it is. Maybe that they town... said you couldn't ever keep the lights on. Blah blah. Exactly. Blah, like did before, did yeah. this town have have? Are there other places in the United States and around the world that have kind of become these like? depressed cities. I think you know? we'll see a lot of that in Falcon Winter Soldier. I think we'll yeah. see a lot of that. Because they're traveling in that one. Because they're traveling. We'll see a lot of that in the yeah. MCU coming up. Mm -hmm. And again, Falcon Winter Soldier, I'm assuming, is going to have a lot to do with nationalism, what yeah. it means to be proud of something, what it means to carry on legacies. Yeah. We'll probably see a lot of that. But that scene was crazy. And and then she just gets, that's when her grief overcomes her and she makes the hex. She builds the house. She builds a vision. She fucks with everything in Westview. And that's where the kicker is for the end of that episode. And then we get a little tiny credit scene where she shows up and she's like, where are my kids? And they're all being fake choked by fake air. And they're like, mm -hmm. and then, you know, I, I want to see them acting that in real life. Mm -hmm. Just like, pretend it's like you're choking. It's on the making of. It's it on is. the making Pretend of. you're choking. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. It's like, can I pay Catherine Hahn to do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> in that outfit specifically yeah. oh, with those weird fingers yeah uh, but maybe lots of hand oh. stuff <laughs> all the hand stuff then now... and she she says straight up you are the scarlet witch this isn't just whatever this is what's, chaos what's, magic what's really cool about that yes. is at the beginning when jimmy Wu was introduced and they're talking about the hex in episode four mm -hmm. we uh hayward goes jimmy does she have a weird name? Does she have a stupid monitor? And he goes, not that I know of. And then she gets the Scarlet Witch, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, she didn't have a name. She was always just Wanda. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I never knew she didn't have a name. Yep, I didn't Wanda. think about it. Yeah, yeah I never thought about it That's really either. That's because they own the rights to the name. <laughs> Until after the um, yep. Marvel properties. Mm -hmm. wow. They actually did not own the rights. They never called them Quicksilver, either. Exactly, because they didn't own the rights. Yeah. They called them, did not see that coming. Yeah. And it dies. They also have the body somewhere. I was looking into this a while, once they revealed who Ralph Boner was, I was looking into <laughs> what happened with Pietro's body, because they never talk about burying it. They only talk about burying Vision. If you actually go back and watch Ultron, Hawkeye drags the body and throws it on the helicopter and goes with him and he goes, all right, let's go. Yeah, they, bu no, they bury his body. They if, bury if, his... if you watch um, 
Age of Ultron at the beginning of it, Hawkeye is like, oh yeah, I got shot at the end of Age of uh, at the end of Avengers, and I got this hole in me, but we patched it up. And in my brain, I was like, that's something you're bring Pietro back. No. They never did. Where's Pietro's body? Nick Fury has it in space, but it's just buried somewhere. Shut up. Yeah, it's, it's, stupid, it's stupid theory crafting. Well, Agatha does say it was kind of hard to get the real thing because it's on another continent, yep. and it's full of bullets. Yeah. yeah. Yes, but also, so maybe he's it's in, in Sokovia. He's buried in Sokovia under a pile of rubble. Right. No, with the he, family. No, yeah. what it is is that uh, that whole plane scene is them just leaving the area probably when they rebuild Sokovia because yeah, we they know that Zemo's they, whole thing yeah. is that there are people still living there they probably buried him back there that's yeah. why Agatha says the line you couldn't because he's on another continent something yeah. that we didn't brush upon too that I think is worth noting is we see Monica Rambo get into... oh yeah I was about to say she walks into the hex and after going in three times she gets her spectrum powers she gets her spectrum powers nice. and I think that they're super cool they're super cool looking I think it's a very Cool but what gag. are her powers in the MCU? Because in the comics, we know she got photons rays and stuff. But like in the MCU, she just shows up and she stops bullets. And I'm no, like, that seems weird. She's not stop bullets. She's, she's doing. Light. She's light and different color spectrum. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming they mentioned she does the stop the bullet from hitting the kids though by jumping away. But it's a different color than it's a yellow color when she stops the bullets. It's a purple color when she's flying in the air. And, and it's breaks a blue color. She breaks uh, Ralph Bonner out. Yep. And and I. I think it's whatever kind of radiation she's being exposed to or she's harnessing, mm -hmm. she's capable of, like... Well, we do know she's going to appear... Emitting it or using it in yep. some yeah. sort of way. We do know she's going to appear in... Secret Invasion? Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Um, Captain Marvel 2. Ms. Marvel, Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel 2. 2. She, she's going to be, like... Besides, I think I think Jimmy Woo's going to appear in a bunch of them, too. But she is the one who's going to be in, like, all of the MCU shows. Shout out to the aerospace engineer. I know, right? That being not Reed Richards. <laughs> or anyone. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Whatever. Anyway, we're yeah, whatever. The, we're the theory so this is called the series finale. This is where we get the Incredibles moment where they're all fighting together. We see the Ralph Boner with Monica because after episode seven, we have a whole episode of where the fuck is Monica because Ralph Boner goes, snitch is going to snitch or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or Snooper's going to snoop. snoop. Yeah. And then he assumably knocks her out and drags her up into his beanbag layer and throws her in the chair <laughs> mm -hmm. and just kind of relaxes also for an hour smoking It's weed. also the house that, that he's in. Is Agnes' house. Yeah. Because we know that he is, uh, apparently who owns that house is Ralph Boner, yep. who's a failed actor, who is great for Evan Peters, because that's just super funny. Perfect. I yeah. would, I mean, as much as the Quicksilver thing was a cool, like, holy shit, it's just an Easter egg, we'll get to it. I so, think it's another meta element to a very meta show. Yes. Exactly. And a flex that they own Yeah, Fox. they're like, let's fucking yep. go. That's all it was. Yeah. We get White Vision. Yep. Yeah, we get, yeah, because at the end of episode eight, we get the tease that Hayward vision, is building Disco, disco, disco Vision. Disco Vision? He's building Disco, disco Vision. vision. And then, we'll play Disco Vision at the end. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> you can pip yourself out. Like, Thanks, buddy. Um, we see the sword stuff. We see that the Vision, we see a Vision on Vision fight. We then see Wanda and Agatha fight. We see the Hex powers go everywhere. We see Chaos Magic. We see the Vision's giving each other's memories back. We see White Vision leave. That doesn't have any closure, though. Don't worry about it. And then... Bye for now. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, ta-ta! Yeah. He flies away and Mary Poppins says, like, I am the Vision. Today! A lot of people thought that he was going to go kill himself because... <laughs> no, 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 no. Because, because, because Disco Vision's prime directive was, I need to kill the Vision. So when he fights the Vision inside the hex, he's trying to fight him to the death. He then touches a vision, yeah. um, touches his white, Disco Vision's head. He's like, oh, and Disco no. Vision goes, I am the vision, and he flies away. People thought he was going to go kill himself. It's like that Royal Tettenbaum scene yeah. where, where Luke Wilson's <laughs> shaving his head yeah. and listening to that song. <laughs> Yeah, and then we see um, more Darkhold stuff. We get kill to, oh, confirmation yeah. that the Darkhold is in the MCU, which is big 
ramifications mm-hmm. for potential cool stuff Cthons. like werewolves and Cathan and Blade. Blade, we know Blade's coming. We have Mahershala Ali. Sorry for butchering your name. It's not how you say it. Mahershala Ali, the blackest man with the most Jewish name of all time. <laughs> <laughs> he is, in, he is in the show. Rami is really good in that. Very um, good. Also, Moonlight is like one of the best movies of all time. Um, so Monica then frees Pietro, who's an actor named Ralph Boner, from Agatha's control. <laughs> she then helps the twins uh, stop sword vision, restores visions memories. Wanda places magic ruins around the barrier that stop Agatha from using her magic. I told you that came back. Um, comeuppance, right? Wanda then traps her as Agnes. Wanda says goodbye to Vision and the twins before closing the hex and killing them. Don't worry, they'll come back. Then goes into hiding. In the mid-credit scene, Hayward is arrested because he got hit by a car. And Monica is informed by a Skrull, who's the wife of Talos in Captain Marvel. Was it? Yes. Okay. The same actress. The, uh, she was also Maria Hill. Yes. Interesting. Um, in, uh, that a friend of her mother's yeah. wants to meet, which is probably Captain Marvel and Nick Fury. And then, I was thinking it's Nick Fury. Yeah. It's and Fury. then in a post-credit scene, Wanda is studying the Darkhold with her astral form while she hears the twins crying out for help because they're stuck somewhere and then we get to see Wanda living her peaceful life in this in the woods sipping tea and then that's Mount Wondergore by the way huh that's Mount Wondergore I was about isn't to say that, do you think that's Wondergore Mountain Wondergore is, that, um, is which one is it Mount Wondergore is where she grew up oh that's actually so Wondergore Mountain where is Doctor Strange wait well Wondergore Mountain <laughs> is where the Elder Gods banished the spirit of Cthon too. After he'd written the Darkhold and they got rid of him. Which explains why she's reading the Darkhold. After the Holocaust, a survivor by the name of Eric settled down there, shacked off with some cheating wife, knocked her up, got her pregnant, aka Magneto knocked up some mm-hmm. chick. Uh, the woman had babies. And, then it's confirmed um, it's not actually that because... 2013's um, high evolutionary storyline was like they're actually not the kids but whatever well it's still kind of tied into it yeah. regardless there was a human cow midwife by the name of Bova yep. in both those stories which is so yep. tight Bova these kids but yeah but but again I thought there was some flower stuff in Agatha's lair and she was always making the tea I'm thinking those are the uh, the Wonder Gore Everblooms mm-hmm. which had a huge part in the Vision uh, mm-hmm. Tom King series as a huge part it, yeah. it was what Agatha actually gave to Vision and Scarlet Witch at their wedding and it's what Vision it's what Wanda gave to Vision as a, the going away uh, the, the housewarming present yep I want to say issue 6 yep Absolutely, and and I'm thinking like, oh, is it Wonder Gore Mountain? A lot of cool comic booky so, stuff yes, there. Yes, it does Wonder Gore. Um, going into this real quick before we get to theory crafting and reviews and stuff. So this says in the Wikipedia page it says future. This says um, Schaefer was unable to talk about plans for a season two, saying the series was complete. Feige did not roll out a season, a second season, but he said it is not planned. And they he pointed to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness as a continuation to WandaVision's story, yeah. but. I personally think, it's not a theory, it's just an idea, that uh, instead of calling it WandaVision for a season two, they're just going to call it The Scarlet Witch if they want to continue that because of how popular it was. You, you know how money works. You don't have to, but it's possible. You don't have to. And this uh, is where... You might ask. I'd rather not. <laughs> and this is where... And I will go... Now, I guess we'll go into theory... Uh, in, in now the we're theory, in theory crafting. So wait, wait, before... We've talked about it wait, before. Wait, before the theories. Before we do our theories, let's do Easter eggs first, just uh, faster. Evan Peters. Darkhold. <laughs> What do you mean? I hate you so much. Senior <laughs> you Scratchy. Ralph Boner. So you're Scratchy. So in the book, so, uh, Scratchy is actually... What's Scratchy? The rabbit. The rabbit. Okay. So that ended Scratch- up just being a rabbit. rabbit. That eats bugs. Yeah. So <laughs> the rabbit... So there's a deleted scene. It was supposed to turn into a just demon monster. Yes. But it's supposed to be very much like her cat, Ebony, in the book. Okay. Also, her a lot of people were thinking... Yeah, her familiar is Ebony in the book, but a lot of people were thinking that it was going to be Agatha Harkness's son. Who's, but what if that was Ralph Boner? Well, her son's name is Nicholas Scratch, yep. which is oh, also... That, that's I, a Sabrina thing. 
Yeah, it's, <laughs> I think it's just thing. a Catholic thing. It, it, it's yeah. like Catholic a nickname for the thing. devil. Yeah. Yes. yeah, Old Scratch is Old the Scratch, name. yeah, I've name. never heard of this yes. before. I'm not Catholic, but mm-hmm. I still think it's super cool. He's only had like 18 comic book appearances, yeah. but that was half theory, half Easter egg. Yep. Yeah. Kind of cool. Um, Bover showed, Bover, Wizard, uh, and Wizard. Yeah, and Grimmie were all, all, uh, all shown in the episode two opening when they're in the grocery store. I don't know Wizard was shown in there. Yep. I know um Grim Reaper's head, head was in the, the same it's the same yeah. opening. Yep. Yeah. Much like the Vision Tom King series. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, the Easter egg. People thought it was connected to that. Someone I, I texted uh someone posted out on Twitter. I know who Jimmy Woo is searching for. By the way we have to talk about that. Who is Jimmy hmm. Woo searching for as a person uh, the whole town. It could be anybody. It could have been Ralph Boner. Or could be, a reason or, to get to yeah. Westview. Exactly. I don't again I don't think that it's Ralph Boner. I've seen that theory pop up a lot when you're in witness protection well, no, 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 I'm not talking about witness protection. They, wait, did he say he was looking yeah, for someone? Yeah, he was, was looking for oh. someone who was missing from witness protection, and when you're in witness protection, the government literally pays you to not be, like, in public and to be as low-key as possible. Yeah, so him if being you're, an actor is not Him right. being an actor well, kind of negates that idea, but I do think it's Yeah, cool. people thought, um, well, this one guy thought, he's like, hey, I know who the, um, I know who Jimmy was searching for in Westview, and then... Uh, he's like, but I'm not going to spoil it, DM me. So I DM him, I was like, who do you think it is? He's like, Wonder Man. I'm like, why, what's your evidence? He's like, because Wonder Man is tied to Vision. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's he's the like, Because when they revived one, they, when they revived Vision and yep. made him Disco, Disco Vision, Vision, they gave him Wonder Man's soul. So technically they're brothers. And I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Why would he be looking for him? We know it's Nathan Fillion. Yeah, like... We, Nathan Fillion is a movie star in the Toxic Avenger inside the Marvel Universe. True, yeah, true, like, true. That's the whole point. Like, yeah. So it, it wouldn't be that... Even if the Ralph Boner theory you just said it's not true because the same thing with Wonder Man. Is he's an yeah. actor. You can't have that exactly. in Witsec. And you also so. see a water bill inside Ralph Boner's apartment and there's at least six months on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's been there for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all the big Easter eggs that we saw... Um, we're back. Now I'm going backwards in episodes. Besides all the sitcom Easter eggs, which yeah. don't really need Which, yeah, all the mm-hmm. sitcom stuff for Sword. all the Sword. Sword. Yeah, Sword itself is a giant Easter egg. Uh, Evan Peters. I mean, we got it from the a... end of uh, Spider Man as well. Right. Uh, Evan Peters is just a giant Easter egg. Yeah. Like, it's a giant stunt casting Easter egg. It's also egg. a big, boast, uh, big dick joke. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's also a boner joke. Yeah. It's all, all boner. <laughs> sometimes a boner joke is just a boner joke. Yeah, sometimes it... Um, I personally thought it was funny. When I heard that, I was like, ha-ha! I thought it was so good. because were going to hate it. There was a huge <laughs> subsect of the internet that was just, like, so into the idea of this actually being the, this is how the mutants are coming. And I'm no, not like making fun of all. anyone who's listening, but like, come on. I like, personally, did I did. You? I did. I did it here. Yeah. Personally, at I th- work. Yeah. On the clock. And Ann was like, you have to stop. And I'm like, but they're wrong. <laughs> like, you, you don't know that. But I do. Yeah. Personally, <laughs> I thought it was just going to be uh, them just going Quicksilver's around. He's from so, Multiverse, but he's not mutant. He's just All right, so let's do theories. And I won't start, I won't start off with the... We're going to start off with the Evan Peters Quicksilver theory now. This theory only existed... Because he's the say, actor. No. This theory only exists... Because at the investors' meeting, they announced the title of the Doctor Strange movie called Multiverse of Madness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they never announced that title at all, and Evan Peters showed up, no one would have known what the fuck that meant. They would have, some people would have put together multiverse stuff. Yeah. But on the out and out. It would have been harder to be like, uh, multiverse stuff, I guess. Mm -hmm. And they announced that Wanda was going to play a huge part in the Doctor Strange sequel. Right, yeah. And if they didn't which do those two, true. which is true, hundred percent, she's there filming an, right now. I think she's right. going to be an antagonist. Me too. I have a whole theory. Someone because she has the dark hole. Not strange. Yep. Like I need that, please. Yep. yep. Um, but mom, I've come to burn. But 
That's the whole thing. I do think... Wanda, I've come to bargain. I know where your kids are. Give me the book. I, that's the whole thing. I think that the Easter egg of Evan Peters was for them going, look... We can flex. That's what it is. It's, it was a fun... Here you guys go. I loved it. He's I so, saw him. I was like, yo! He's in playing the brother. And like, and I, I had arguments with customers and with Ant and my friends going... What was wrong? I'm in there with I manage my, a business. <laughs> I am a manager of a store. And this is why I fill my sick time with it. Yeah. Um... Telling people they're wrong. I about wish I was here. Comic book. Having heated arguments with people. I get in heated arguments because because oh, what drives me nuts because I'm a realist when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, of like, As much as I'm a super fan, I would love for certain things to happen. Well, someone uh, needs to be a realist on the show because I love being super. Fan. Yeah, because because I, I go, this to... is cool and you go dream shitting on. Yeah, <laughs> and then realism behind it all. Like he, this is not the way they would have introduced mutants to the MCU. Yeah. This was not going to be, be a cheap way to do it. Yeah, like, they're gonna do it in Eternals. Well, they're gonna say mutant, and then they're not gonna say anything else. Something. Yeah. And Wolverine I, I, will show up. I, I've, yeah. I've said this many times. There's, 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 <laughs> there's the one thing that we know how the MCU operates is that they take stories and they modernize them. Mm-hmm. House of M. This is House of M. Yeah. This is House of M. But also, this is amalgamation of Wanda uh, of Wanda uh, Wanda uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision miniseries. Uh, West Coast Avengers, the Vision, uh, the Vision series, Vision Quest, and House, and House of uh, and a little of House that uh, James Robinson. Going back to James yeah. Robinson from Starman, he yeah. had that miniseries where yes. they kind of turned the Scarlet Witch into this kind of mythical title. Yes, yeah. yeah. So all that makes this show. So we're mutants. This is not. If this, if, if they would do it this way, this would be an awful way to do it. Now let's um, go to the Mephisto theory. So, theory two. That was the fun one. Everyone, Mephisto confirmed every episode. Okay. If there's a little bug on the screen, Mephisto was confirmed. He was the fly, then he got thrown in the yeah. mouth. But, so, here was my opinion on Mephisto as a character in the MCU. I hate Mephisto in the comic books because Marvel doesn't know what to do with him. Every time they bring him up, he does his own MacGuffin bullshit. He's in... So That's the point. Um, he was a big part of Jim Starlin's Infinity War. Yeah, so Donnie Cates, yes, Donnie Cates did a story called Damnation where he locked him in the Hotel Inferno and he could not go anywhere and then Johnny Blaze became the King of Hell. Yeah, I was with the Ghost Rider series by Ed Brisson and then Doctor Strange is the storyline kept going. Mephesto still showed up in every single book. I know continuity, blah, 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 but... If no, he, he explains why. So he just uh, I can do whatever I want. No, no, I'm the so, guy. I'm the devil. No, no, he actually, I'm not the devil. I'm a devil. No, but he, I'm the he, devil. No, he brings it up <laughs> in like Avengers. He actually brings it up in Avengers because that's why I didn't read first. the Avengers stuff. So yeah. Jason Aaron's Avengers, it's the first thing that is brought up because it is a fallout from Damnation, and Doctor Strange is on the team at the point. Yeah, he's the beginning, and he goes. No, Mephesto can't be behind this. He's locked up in Hotel Inferno. Mephesto and, and Mephesto's just like chilling, eating, whatever. He goes, he leaves, and he goes, no, I can just do what I want. I'm letting you do this. And this is the same reason why having a villain like Mephesto in it is too much. Not that. He's a literal devil. It may, you know. cannot beat him. This is not a I know, story I know, element I know. to be beaten or yeah. used. It, Mephesto's I'll... kind of most famous for pissing off Spider-Man fans, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. We know yeah. That. Well, that wasn't Absolutely. Mephesto, but... mm-hmm. And then let's go back to what I was saying before. With The only reason why I would have wanted Mephesto is because of the reintroduction of Ghost Rider. But that, you don't Having, have to do that. You don't have this. to, because they did it in, the, they did it in um, S.H.I.E.L.D. And they were yeah. just kind of like... Uh, with Robbie Reyes, they're like, the the rider came and he gave me his powers. And yeah. I was like, so Johnny Blaze is already in the universe somewhere. Yeah. And now we have Robbie, too. That's matter. cool. Or maybe it was Danny. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But, like, the only reason why I would have wanted Mephesto in the MCU, even if they shoehorned him into this somehow, was because of Ghost Rider, because I'm a big Ghost Rider but fan. you don't need but that you, Exactly. You don't, you don't need that. If I'm you just saying, you, if they were to introduce Mephesto, which I didn't want, we agreed upon yeah. that, and we knew it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. It was just, I just want Ghost Rider. I think... 
Nightmare will ultimately Nightmare end up being... Nightmare should have been the bad guy. I think he sure ultimately he's will be. be. I think yeah. ultimately there is some sort of larger force at play. He's easier to control than Mephisto because he doesn't have infinite powers. Right? Absolutely. He just makes people scared of dreams. And the MCU <laughs> does do this kind of where they kind of make an amalgamation of characters and yeah, so yeah. just will take some cool Yellow things jacket. about Mephisto. Yep. Yeah. Some cool things about Mephisto, some cool things about nightmares, maybe another character, maybe Mr. Pandemonium and kind of turn them all into one big thing. Yeah. The and just call him one of the characters and just call it one of the characters yeah. and, and call it a day and put him yeah. in Dr. Strange. Right. right. But the children's stuff was what made me think, okay, maybe there's some credence to this other than the devil's in the details, Dottie, or all yeah. those lines where it got people automatically thinking about Mephisto. Right. Um, the, the children are directly linked to Mephisto, which did get me theorizing. But I was going so nuts with my theory because Paul Bettany had done the... We Interview have, where he lied to he's, He lied yeah. to us. He swerved him. Which was oh, no. very funny. It's fun, yeah, because he was like... Um, there's a huge actor that's going to be in the series that I would love. I can't believe we're finally getting to work I've with him. I've wanted to work with great. him my whole yeah. life. Turns out, it's him. It's well, himself. <laughs> exactly. I had fireworks, I, and he's my biggest inspiration. I want to work with him my entire life. I'm, like, Googling interviews with Paul Bettany where he talks about his favorite actors. And then I find one from some, like, Hong Kong convention. I think I told you, you told this, James, yeah. where his top three biggest influences in terms of acting are... Marlon Brando, De Niro, and Al Pacino. And also Gary Oldman. Well, I'm thinking fucking Brando's dead. No way it's De Niro. But what if Al Pacino is playing Mephesto? That would have been cool. That would have been so cool. And I was like 100%. Say hello to my little friend. Uh, yeah. Well, no, because he played the devil in Devil I know. In, yeah. yeah mm -hmm. I, I, I would have been so happy. So uh, there was a moment in time where I'm thinking. I, I believed it too. Cause I was they... the only one that didn't. Because I'm well, also a realist. And yeah. I, hate, I, I also hate people. <laughs> And then, yeah. and then it was revealed that it was Paul Bettany versus Paul Bettany, and I was like, "That's still funny." Though. It was great. Paul Bettany being a fucking joker. Well, because because this is also, and I said this to Ant about the problem with theories and theory crafting, and and why people didn't like the finale because it didn't answer all their questions. And no, it, it answered answer, all. Oh, it didn't, it um, answered every didn't confirm question. their theories. That's right. What I'm it didn't give them what people they wanted. Yeah. And this is where stories I, that works. they wrote in their heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't get. You don't get to have an opinion on a show that didn't deliver what you thought it was going to deliver because in your head you came up with a different ending. Absolutely. Because you wanted Mephesto to come in and he doesn't show up, you're mad. Because Evan Peters isn't Quicksilver. Boner joke. Because he's <laughs> mm -hmm. just a stuck. They wasted Evan Peters for a dick joke. I can't believe it. <laughs> you know, and then this is where, and, and, and even now you'll still have people going, oh, well, it's not confirmed he's not showing up. Well, guys, guys, it's over. Yeah, it's, it's over. over. I mean, Mephesto could still show up at Agreed. some point. Well, in the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, not not saying, I'm not saying Mephesto, I'm talking yeah. about. I think, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I think there's like a weird ownership to these stories and these ideas and I think that they were consuming people's heads for so long yeah. that they were thinking like and I know the mentality. I know what it's like. Like I'm one of the people who defends the Last Jedi a lot, and I don't really don't listen to my newest episode of the Star Wars. I podcast won't. I'll stay away. We don't like it. If you want to have me on a Star Wars podcast, telling you exactly why I think the Last Jedi is the best Star Wars movie, oh, let dude, me know. Oh, I might have you on to debate my friend because he fucking hates. It. I know, and and he doesn't and, hate it. He just doesn't like but it. again, a lot of the people Same who didn't like the Last Jedi was like. This didn't they ruined turn Luke's out. Character, yeah, blah, blah, blah. this is how I thought about him in my head I mean, for all I, these years. I'm we, sorry to do that voice for no, I'm no, talking no. about these people. No, we were talking about it on the show too. We said, "Oh, it sucks that I was one division, but we're talking about it's Last Jedi." Well, um, I made the analogy. Yeah, yeah. but, but um, like people were talking about how, oh, uh, she's not a Kenobi, she's nobody because Ryan Johnson, blah blah blah. First of all, it wasn't the director; it was the writers. But um, written by Ryan Johnson. 
He, he wasn't the main writer. He was one of the writers. It was a team that there was one team that worked Either the whole way. thing. Anyway, sure. so they were complaining. Oh, they ruined Luke's character. A little bit true. And they ruined a bunch of like all the theories that people were crafting. The only thing I agree with is the Luke character thing because yeah. they made him so against the Jedi just because of that one thing with the temple. Blah blah. Shut up, man. But I've seen like a million exactly. samurai movies where that's like it's the same, it's, the same it's, thing. It's a troll. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's a troll. Because it's, it's all about. But Christian we, space weebs. Exactly. But we saw that kind of backlash where it's like, here's what I've been thinking about for so long. It didn't happen. Well, I'm mad now. Right. Why and we saw, I've on division sucked because my theory didn't come true about it, the Infinity Stones. But at the end right. of the day, these these stories aren't... Like, we don't own them, yeah. and they don't owe us anything. Right. We're not making them. <laughs> right. And there's much larger purposes to all of these. There's right. franchises. Man. There's there's marketing. There are there's things. It's the same reason why Marvel doesn't take... Marvel or DC doesn't take unsolicited pitches from fans. You right. should do this with this character. We can't do that. We yeah. can't let you... Because then... Cause, and even if, like, so Donny Cates got in trouble a while ago by somewhat copying someone's idea that someone tweeted at him, but he's like, first of all, Jason's thinking, he's like, if I get an email from anyone that says, here's my idea for Venom, he deletes it. He's like, fuck that. He's like, anytime he gets a DM, deleted. Anytime someone tweets him, he ignores it. Yeah. A Jason thinking happens, but, like, yeah. he got in a little bit of trouble for it, and he's like, like I literally don't answer any of these. He's yeah. just like, it's whatever. But, like, because back in the old days, they Marvel and DC would take unsolicited pictures. Yeah. Well, that's they, where they, Venom came exactly. from. Exactly. They took, yeah. yeah. They, they took, like, this guy was like, hey, man, but they paid for it. They as well. paid for it, They though. paid for it. 10 bucks. It was, like, 10, 10 to 20 bucks. It was, two, it was $200. Thank you. Yeah. They gave the guy two hundred dollars, and for that book to be sold at three hundred dollars at a six five. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but still, people people were really upset with Wandavision, yeah. and yeah, no unsolicited pitches. Let's at go. the at the end of the day, I, I guess if you want to like kind of wrap up with like our general yeah. like thoughts on yeah. the and show then reviews, we'll give well, it like a little yeah, kind of yeah. like this kind of falls into my review. We got a show set within the Marvel Cinematic Universe that captured the public attention the way a Marvel movie or a Marvel show would. And also yeah. wasn't like any other th anything we've seen Exactly. Before. It wasn't like yeah. anything that we've seen before. It wasn't like anything that came before it and probably anything that's going to come after right. it. It was very unique. Yeah. It was made for television, about television, by television, by television <laughs> which is very interesting on top of it. it and I was not expecting a few things. I was not expecting a show that literally was kind of a retrospective on what we use television for as people. Mm. A totally. lot of the show was Wanda internalizing her grief and then going home at the end of the day and using television or any form of escapist media to forget about it. You know, there's a lot of times where we have a really hard day, we take our shoes off, we sit down at home, and we put on some TV to forget about things. Yeah. A lot of the show... There's a TV show about that set within the Marvel Universe. Super rad. I was not expecting the show to be about grief as much as it was. And oh. the, and overcoming all every the stage of grief. grief was each episode. Was each people, episode. People were saying like each one is a different stage of grief that one mm -hmm. was going through. One of them being acceptance, which was like the last episode. We had um, depression being the first one mm -hmm. and two. And then we, like, each week was a different stage yeah, kind of depression. Kind of admitting uh, it. It's a it, form of, oh God, what is it? It's supposed to call it stages of grief. Stages of grief, that's what yeah, it was. like Freudian yeah. grief stuff. Yeah. Mm. But it was cool. We like in that last episode, like if anyone's ever been with somebody who's a toxic person 
or around somebody who's who's going through something. Sometimes we kind of internalize that stuff and take it out on other people. Yeah. Literally, that's what Wanda was doing. Yes. She had all this grief and all this anger, and she was ruining everybody who's around her she day. She didn't know she was doing it for a little bit. Well, and she didn't know why point. she was doing it, and well, she didn't whole, know how she was doing well, it. Well, sometimes if you're in a bad mood or you're going through something, you might not know how miserable yeah. you are. And Misery loves company, and I was not expecting a show to deal with that. Yeah. I was not expecting a show to deal with not only television but the progression of television and also the woman's role in the household over the years on television mm -hmm. i can't speak much to that because i'm not a woman but it's something my sister brought up to me a lot that i thought was like really interesting the 1950s housewife the 1960s kind of like women in the workplace with um gwendolyn or whatever they call her on there uh, it, the 70s like mother making starting a home genevieve got it <laughs> nice. Um, I, I thought all of that was really interesting. I was not expecting any of these things to come from a Marvel kicky punchy television series. Exactly. And that's the, last, the last couple television shows we got were all kicky punchy. All the Netflix stuff, even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. and a little bit of the Inhumans. But this is the first one that sub subverted our expectations to a whole new level. It gave us a lot of subtext, yeah. a lot to ponder. And yeah, maybe your theories weren't right, but... At least we got fun things to contemplate every week. Oh, yeah. Like, you're upset that it gave you something to talk about that we're still <laughs> talking about? Yeah. yeah. Two you weeks know, later, we're still talking about we're it? Two weeks later, we're going on at lengths about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? it's not just like... And it's... Uh, and, and Well, I guess I'll wrap this up uh, a little bit, and I'll go into my review for it. I think the show... One, it definitely is not what I thought of from the get-go. And I said this Same. after the first few episodes. I came into work, and I was like... If this entire fucking show was going to be about her in a different sitcom every episode, I'm going to lose my mind. It was kind of like that, but it fixed itself. But it does. And I think the whole point is you get to see this idea of, especially when you realize the show is just about grief. This is not this because not everything. And this kind of is my slap at people that kind of want everything to be this big, explosive, massive. Like this well, has wait to two fit. weeks and watch Falcon Winter Soldier. And, but <laughs> everything is connected. What? Where are the meetings? Where is something ten years from now? Right. Sometimes the show is not just going to be an advertisement for something coming. 10 right. Years later. Sometimes the show is just a there show. Was a lot of that, though. It was true. <laughs> well, I mean, have to. It's but but what it, really what this show is? It is a one. It's a um, condensed kind of spotlight on a character that one normally doesn't get Yeah, like the, the C-list characters on the movies, at least. Wait. Not in the comic books. I'm saying, like, I'm agreeing <laughs> with you. The C-list characters do get a spotlight, which is really cool to see, because we only got... Yes, we had Jarvis since the beginning, but we've only had Vision for two movies before he got killed. Wanda didn't really have too much to do until this kind of stuff started happening. Let me just my review. I was adding on to what you were saying. <laughs> do Don't be a dick. <laughs> no, like, what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, so what's really cool, though, is that not only do you get a spotlight on these characters that normally wouldn't... One that wouldn't fit a movie. Because this wouldn't be a format. Like, you couldn't do this as a movie. You couldn't you do, do this format. You could definitely use these two characters in a movie. In a do movie. do a Scarlet Witch or a not, Vision movie. But not, not this. How, exactly. Not you how wouldn't get this. No, you wouldn't get you a sitcom wouldn't get, A sitcom movie. No, not even, it's not even the sitcom thing. You wouldn't get the same feeling, the same, you know, outcome if you did this as a movie. Sure. You wouldn't you time wise condensing nope. a, this eight this really essentially it's nine like hour hours. movie or yeah. it's it's half, it's like five yeah. hours maybe this five hour story into a two two and a half hour movie you're gonna miss everything mm -hmm. whether it was cutting out like Monica and all that or cutting out the commercials or cutting out the commercials which were like teases about ideas of grief or or and cutting out the stones. kids <laughs> I don't know. 
cutting out the kids aspect of stuff I, or, they or changing out. like well not and that and be in different role no that's true but you really know. big ideas fleshed out over a longer period of time so we can give a lot of thought to those ideas. Yes, exactly. It yes. works. It Agreed. works. And this is why this show works. And yes, I will bounce off the whole, yes, I'm sorry your your, your theory doesn't work. And no, not everything, not because Ralph Boner, is, he didn't die Boner. off in the show. He doesn't have to be so quick, secretly Quicksilver still, guys. Like, they didn't confirm he wasn't. Stop. You're, you get off your soapbox. <laughs> it's over. Go home. I was yeah. going to say something political, but I won't. Um, but you know what I'm thinking. Make West be great again. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting that as a t-shirt. <laughs> I'll get to see if it's already done, and then I'll do it. Yes. Um, but that's the whole thing. It really is cool um, to see that. Um, I definitely, again, do think she's going to be a protagonist, just because it's not just like, oh, the story uh, The story also doesn't end with her going, and I'm happy and great again. And it almost to, looks like that. It looks but then like it goes on to the her outside. Dark hole on the outside of, yeah. like, all right, cool. I'm I, I'm dealing with it. No, because it's to show that grief is it's a, a very long... it's a very layered ending. Yeah, because it's we a get long to see her, oh, she's process. It's, it's a, a process. Su- it's secular. Yeah, yeah. it hence the cycles of grief. Grieving. Yeah, grieving is not just oh I'm done. I hit the final stage and I'm good. And sometimes you can realize, hey, maybe this isn't the way to go about it and get what I want. But maybe there's another way I can get right. what I want. Maybe and I can is... worship a devil and get my children back right. through this, this magic is... book. Exactly. That's where, like, at the end of, of the show, where, like, I love that final cutscene where she's in the cabin and she's, like, just drinking tea and but you see that the fact that she's reading the she's doll She's projecting that. And, yeah, and yeah. that she's... Well, because that's actually her walking around and that's her astral form reading. Yeah, same thing not strange, strange stuff, yeah. But, but she's more powerful than not strange. That's why she can be conscious and yeah. walk around. Yeah. Um, and pick up a tea kettle with no fucking glove. Right, like she just mm-hmm. goes. Well, mm-hmm. that goes to show you that she's got something going on. Right, so mm-hmm. that just shows, like, yeah, like it doesn't end on like her going. Yeah, I'm gonna go home, and I'm gonna, you know, going and 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 the Avengers are rally behind her, and she's gonna go home and have a great day, and it's it's over. No, she goes. I gotta deal with. I clearly have some shit happened, and I have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. And that's why you don't see the townspeople like they're closure. mad at her, but there's yeah, no closure. There's for no closure her. for them. On purpose. Yeah. Like, I love that. It's not this happy, go lucky, you know, let's go on to the next thing. No, it's like Wanda messed up big time. She's in a bad place still. These townspeople's lives were effed. This is what happens. But she's trying to deal with it in the best way she's doing, even though she's coping through a dark tome. Now, now she's coping with it by herself rather than bringing other people. Which is the healthier into it as move, well. move, mm-hmm. move, but she's still doing it clearly as of right now. You know, insinuating that Stockholm means something. I more. think they kind of missed a lot to kind of piggyback off that thought with her dealing, those townspeople dealing with Wanda afterwards. Yeah. There was that little interaction with her and Monica after the hex got lifted where she's like, you know, they'll never forgive me. I kind of wanted to see like she a puts little. She hood up in her new costume and she flies away. By the way, you didn't talk about her costume. Her costume is so fucking cool. Her costume is so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. She's hot. And she's got an energy tiara. Yeah. Yeah. She actually said, uh, Elizabeth Olsen said that she didn't like her original character costume because it showed too much cleavage. She said every character Mm. after episode, after Iron Man 2 with Groucho Johansson, every character in the MCU didn't have cleavage. Yeah. Really, except, like I said, Black Widow. But then, except Mm -hmm. for Scarlet Witch. And then she said she actually had a part in helping make the costume. And I think it works. It's very reminiscent of both classic and new. And ultimate. It's ultimate. It's, it, ultimate it's mostly ultimate. It, it looks great. I yeah. like how it kind of just manifests like an 80s cartoon. She kind of does it. Where she just kind of, <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, yeah. And then she throws the hood up and you're like, oh, it's, she's got two hats. Yeah. yeah. Just in case the, everyone thought the uh, crown is too corny and people didn't like it. Hood it's like, crown. we'll give you the hood look too. <laughs> yeah, just in like, case. We'll do yeah. that. 
And Hunt, do you want to wrap that up? Yeah, out? what do you think of it, Hunter? I mean, I feel like I interjected enough to really give my full review. <laughs> I know, right? Um, it's really cool We'll to just see... interject what yeah. he talks yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really cool to see a lot of the nuances they threw into this. Yeah, because you know I... the nuances were great. fuck up! <laughs> as, a... <laughs> as opposed to seeing what we saw in the most of the kicky, punchy stuff that we had in 90% of the MCU movies. I love recording kicky, punchy, by the way. It, oh, that, that's a trademark. Now. Yeah, it works. A lot of the kicky, punchy stuff we've seen in all the MCU movies up to this, except for you know a few exceptions, like Guardians of the Galaxy 2 had its moments. Obviously, Winter Soldier, very kicky, punchy, but had its serious moments. We have. Um, um, Thor 2 with a lot of his like not Thor 2 um, oh I love sorry, Thor 2 Infinity, oh. it, wait 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 Infinity War where he's in the like, beginning there was darkness and from the darkness came the dark elves it's like for best of times or worst of times call me Ishmael it's one of the greatest opening lines of all time <laughs> no it's not Malekis was so boring and nothing to do Destro bad Chris Eccleston um, so just you know the subverting expectations killing everybody's theories as much as I had my own theories I didn't want a lot of these theories to happen, and I knew they weren't going to happen. The only one I wanted was the Evan Peters one, but not as Quicksilver, just as a new character, as not just a boner joke. That did kind of disappoint me. It was funny, though. I laughed. Very funny. But it's just... <laughs> Very funny. Very make, funny. Make Westview great again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to get rid of that Merle guy. <laughs> so, so it's just really cool to see something like what uh, John was saying about... like having something so different from what we've had so many times before. Yeah, of course. Subverting everyone's expectations on what is happening as a MCU property. Just changing the game, honestly. Yeah. Because now we have to, now we're looking forward to what uh, what um, the next MCU shows and even movies are going to be about. Yeah. We know Spider-Man, Shang-Chi, Black Widow, Doctor Strange. I really don't care Eternals, about half of those. Yeah, yet. Yeah. He'll watch them and go, I lied, I loved it. But, mm-hmm. like, kind of piggybacking again with what you're saying like they're proving that the largest action franchise of all time they still got it baby still not only still <laughs> has it but might work just as well with its smaller personal moments as opposed to yeah. kicky punchy stuff it's like yeah, we it's it's we're, a big flex we yeah. could do anything we're getting yeah. kicky yeah. punchy with falcon winter soldier it's only six episodes but we're gonna have some heart and some legacy i think some, we're gonna get a seen, lot like, more of that scenes we've seen like falcon kind of like walking around the museum all depressed and we've seen bucky kind of like hiding to himself keeping away from the funeral because he's a fucking he's a, he's a fucking assassin you know what I'm talking about and then, and then we're going back to Loki which already got renewed for a season 2 by the way which we talked about well, and Loki's being side note the Rick and Morty guy not Dan Harmon the other guy is the show, he's the showrunner for Loki oh, nice. and, and everything they're talking they, they mention like Rick and Morty and Doctor Who a lot oh, in, no. in well, these we already interviews. know Loki's happening we know Owen Wilson's in it as one of the Time Bureau guys we know that Loki's going around connect, like Picking but, on Napoleon Bonaparte and stuff. But again. Like, but like, we're getting a lot of like, so yes, we're going back to Kiki Punchy, but we're also getting Loki. We're also getting What If. We're also getting Ms. Marvel. We're going to get Moon Knight, which is going to be a whole thing on uh, multiple personality disorder and, and yeah, mental yeah. health. We're going to get She-Hulk, which is going to be a, a, a law drama. Yeah, legal drama. A, a law dramedy. Of this but can we extend these series into these longer form stories well, so we can have bigger conversations about yeah. things like... Um, what it means to be a symbol, race in America and nationalism in Falcon Winter Soldier, the cycles of grief, women's roles in the family whatever with WandaVision, <laughs> whatever Loki's doing, which is probably going to be something cool. Yeah. Maybe like uh, repercussions of like just being a because shitty this is, person. This is Avengers Loki. Yeah. We don't have, um, th- this isn't Thor 2 Loki. This isn't Ragnarok Infinity Loki. Ragnarok or Endgame Loki. Technically not Endgame uh, Loki. Infinity yep. War Loki. This is Avengers still a douche Loki. Absolutely. And we know that because he's still trying to, he's going to go be the president. Or but Miss Marvel, being yeah. an adolescent, being an immigrant, being an outsider, yeah. Moon Knight, mental illness, like. She Hulk, grief, depending on where you look at it from. Mm hmm. Yeah. 
She-Hulk, Lauren Order. <laughs> <laughs> She-Hulk, Jessica Jones is in it. <laughs> oh, I hope so, man. But again, I like that we have we have a long time to think about a little bit bigger issues than we would normally get from yes, like these two-hour movies. Of course, and that's what makes these shows great. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about Falcon Winter Soldier when it comes out. Yeah, me too. And I'm also excited to talk about like uh, what we're going to get in the future of the MCU with all the repercussions that we have. Uh, what the movies are going to be. we got f- seven properties coming out for MCU this year. They're flexing hard because 2020 had nothing. Yeah. And we might have what if, so maybe eight. True. So, All right, let's get the book reviews. Yeah, so now, you guys definitely coming on for a Falcon uh, Winter Soldier episode, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Come on to uh, Beyond Infinity. Yeah. So now we're going to get into our book reviews after being almost two hours into the episode. Get into the book reviews. Let's start with Black Knight. I like Knight. talking. Yeah. I know. Let's get into Black, <laughs> Black Knight, Knight and the Curse of the Ebony Blade because we're going to have our first ever guest review. Yes. We're it's gonna crazy. Have, well, you're going to be talking about it with All us. All right. So let's start off. So, guys. This is guys, full spoilers. Yes. Yeah, so, so, our store book is always full spoilers. So, let's break down the, uh, the issue. Well, uh, first, Black Knight, Curse of the Ebony Blade, written by Simon Spur and I want to say Jorge Davala or Ser- Sergio Davala. I'm sorry. With art by, um, oh, God. What's Parsons? It's not Jim Parsons. He's, um,. Usually I should prepare myself, but I was getting That's the Big up. Bang Theory oh, yeah, guy. Oh, up in sauce, yeah. It's, um... Well, he looks anyway. So, Sean Parsons and color by Arfrio Parada. All right, so the episode opens up... Uh, the episode. The issue opens up with Dane Whitman uh, joining up with the Avengers in the middle of a uh, fight against these uh, scab... Plague monsters. Plague monsters. Uh, while Dane is actually talking to a little box. It's kind of like a virtual therapist. Yes. Um, give advice. With some kind of interesting body horror-esque... That's elements. very common with Black Knight stuff. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of um, Travel Foreman and the Animal Man. Like, oh, yeah. Little yeah. hints of body horror. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're into that kind of stuff, there's it some works. pretty gruesome, yeah. pussy, gross stuff at the beginning. We see the Avengers don't actually like Black Knight as much as he thinks they do. <laughs> he always shows up when they need him, but Thor kind of hates him because he thinks he's a dick. Captain America is kind of turned off by him. Black Panther no. only wants Captain to talk America, to him because... Captain America thinks he's eccentric. Carol thinks he's sad. Oh, yeah, they have. Uh, Black Panther thinks he's troubled, and Thor just thinks he's a moron. Well, because technically he is very troubled. The yes. Ebony Blade does curse your mind and make you do bad things. And yes. the strong, and the more evil you are with the Black, with the Ebony Blade, the more powerful the blade is. They get into this. Simon Spur does a good job of explaining that. It's also the fact that Thor can't lift the, the blade. Because he's too good. Because he's actually a good guy at heart. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually contradicts the whole fact that yeah, he It says the darker your soul, the better you can lift the Ebony Blade. Yeah, Thor's kind of, kind of a prick to him, too. Yeah. With yep. the, uh, Doctor Strange is busy, so we called you instead. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we got back to Dane explain. So Dane actually explained the entire issue up to the point he leaves for the Avengers mission. Yeah, he's also through trying his to, AI box. Yeah, he's also trying to figure out what's going on with the Ebony Blade. So he calls Doctor Jax, Professor Jax. Jax, who is studying Arthurian legend, so he can maybe get an idea of what the Ebony Blade is really doing and see if he can fix the curse that is upon him. Yes. And then it cuts back to the action. And then we get this new mystery character. Wait, before we get to that, we have this big scene. Oh, where he's a WMD? Right, where they yeah. explain his role here. Where he thinks he's really having a good time he with them. He thinks they're hanging out. But they're not. They only brought him in because he is a weapon for them. Yeah. Great splash page. I oh, love yeah. that splash page. Yeah. So after you, we're introduced to this mysterious villain, which we actually do not get answers for. What's really cool is uh, what they introduce here is, even though it says it in Garble, we get to see it in the next page with um, what they say to Dane. It's uh, And Dane explains it. It's a character who can tell you the one thing that'll make you spiral. He talks to, uh, they, they talk to Black Panther, uh, Cap, Carol, and Thor, and say the one thing that makes them collapse. You don't see what it is. Yeah, I wish we got to see what it is. 
Um, we end up seeing that uh, Dane, because of all how messed up, how troubled he truly is, yeah. that he's actually able to fend it off. Because he's like, I've been depressed before. And Dane apparently knows him, too. Yeah, A little like, bit. He recognizes yeah. him. Yes. Well, I, I, from what I can gather, it seems like it's from, because they have some dagger that's able to pierce his like skin, like, obviously it cuts his head off. But, like, it's some, yeah, it cuts his head off. It's some that. cursed dagger that is tied to the ebony blade, and there's probably a cult that's trying to get it back, because you can see this person trying to desperately get it from the dead body. Yes. Yeah. Calls him an untriggered asshole. Yes, this is <laughs> yeah. great. Uh, we, cut, we cut to Jax in Who's Dane's... stalking his uh, room instead of... Going to his room outside. and realizes that he's dead. Uh, she cuts her finger on the blade, uh, which shows you a vision of how or maybe the blade was forged. A little bit of the history. Um, and how Camelot is a, tr- a real place. Um, and then Dane's head gets back on his body because of the blood that was from the blade and all the blood that was on her finger was able to pull him back to life and now he has questions. Right, that's all the issue ones. And that is the issue. So sorry for full spoilers. This book is definitely good. Check it out. This yeah, is- this book's great. There's a goat man in it. Yeah, that's Dane's uh, little butler. That's Dane's butler. This yeah. isn't Alfred. Thor's old, or Doctor Strange's old friend, nope. right? No. Nope. Okay, because that guy's going to be in the new movie. You know, uh, Doctor Strange used to have like a goat butler guy yes. too. Minotaur guy. Yeah. Uh, art is amazing. Perfect kind of blend of like i, I kind of mentioned travel foreman mm-hmm. um who's on a new marvel book I, oh no he he did the ultimates um the in canon he's a ultimates marvel, he's recently in, he's in a new uh, travel foreman what's he doing oh he's doing um with monica is the ultimates no he's also doing uh oh my god rorschach yeah. oh doing yeah rorschach with tom king doing that's, rorschach that's with tom foreman. king yeah, uh th- but also some kind of clean kind of ivan ricey Ed McGinnis, like, really clean figure drawing, big yeah. superhero fun stuff. Yeah. This book is a ton of fun. It's Top travel four minutes, Jorge Fornes. Um, what's great about the book is that you get to see kind of, uh, yeah, so, John, give us your review. Yeah. I, I, I was saying, ton of fun, but a lot of kind of unexpected body horror and it's genu- genuinely kind of gothic, scary yeah. moments inside of it. Panels of dissected bodies, decapitations, but at the same time, Avengers, kicky, punchy stuff. Yeah. Perfect art. I think Black Knight being in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, played by Kit Harington in The Eternals, is going to spark some interest in this Which book. Which is why they're doing this as well. I but th- also because they always do a Black Knight story every couple Every months. once in a while they it's do a Black Knight yeah. story, but this is a perfect time to launch that, yeah. familiarize at least a comic book reading audience with like yeah. who this character is to begin with. Yeah. And it's really cool that we're getting this deep of a story for yeah. a character like Dane Whitman. Like The last Black Knight story we had, he went to World World and went crazy. Yeah. You know, besides the one shot for King of Black. So, and, and treating him similar to how they've treated Moon Knight. Yeah, it's kind of re- like it's the PTSD stuff. It's not, not PTSD, multiple personality disorder. Like the yeah, multiple yeah. personality disorder. Yeah. Like he just kind of hates himself. The self-loathing, yeah. Yeah. self-deprecating. And Simon Spur writes this really well because of what he did. Oh, not Simon Spur, Cy Spur. Because of what he did with uh, the Green Lantern stuff. Yeah. It's very reminiscent of this. This so, is a buy. I don't know. How, how do you guys rate it? Right, do you so have a system? We, yes. Give it out of five. We have, you have five. So okay. you, you, have to, you have to do one positive, one negative, and out of five. Um, positive. Your top positive, your top negative, and out of five. Uh, top positive is the unexpected horror for me. I like whenever superhero books, especially from the big two, are capable of throwing in some spooky elements. My favorite series probably of the past decade are... Uh, Scott Schneider's Swamp Thing or um, Jeff Lemire's Animal Man. A lot of these panels remind me of that a lot and has plenty of superhero stuff to kind of balance that out. Um, Big negative is... Honestly... uh, Trying to think off the top of my head. um, 
he's kind of not a likable character. That's the point of him, though. I yeah, I know that's the point of him, but it's kind of hard to, like, love this guy or even give a fuck when he gets his head cut off when yeah. you don't really like him and he really hates himself. Yeah, because the last, like what I was saying Great. before... There has not been any redemption yet. Yeah. Well, like I was saying before, the last time we saw him besides in King and Black was when he betrayed the Avengers, worked for Weird World, and tried to fight everybody because the oh, yeah, Weird World. Over his brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. Like, the last time we see him, the reason why Captain America and Thor are very like, oh, and I kind of don't want to take him with us, because the last time he, we they saw him, he was fighting them. Yeah. Besides yeah. King of Black. Yeah, I'll give it a four out of five. I'm not going to... I, I hate giving things perfect scores, because yeah. it's not a perfect comic book. Right. It's a, it's a definite buy if you're into superhero comics, if you want to get into the Black Knight with the movie coming out. 100% buy it. Um, listen to some MCU podcasts when the movie does come mm-hmm. out, and buy this comic book from Androids Comics in Saville. Hunter, when do you review? <sighs> I like this book a lot. The story is really cool. I like how they're setting up uh, Dan Whitman as a character who we've seen have depression and grief and PTSD about what he's been doing and how the blade is corrupting his mind. Yeah. It's cool to see him finally getting some form of therapy. Very similar in the style of an AI. Not really giving advice, but listening to him in the style of Tom King's Heroes in Crisis. Yeah. Where we see him kind of just like spiral and then he tries to ask uh, advice from listener and listener goes, hey, I don't give advice. I just listen. Yeah, just and he's like, all right, go back to listening mode. So it's really cool to see him kind of breaking himself down and saying, what can I do to make myself better? I'm part of this team. They don't really like me. I'm on and off. Like, what's going on? I need something to fix this. So he's trying to, like, look in with the professor to get everything back. Um, The art is phenomenal, like you were saying before. I just wish there was a little bit more going on in the first issue because we do get a lot of backstory-ish for Dane Whitman as a character, but not as the Black Knight. We'll probably see that more as we progress. Black Knight's also been around for 40-plus years. And he had an antagonistic role, right? The he was, first he was Dark villain. Knight, yeah. he was a villain. The first yep. two were bad guys. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no, no, the first one, Sir Percy was an anti-hero. The second one was his uncle who was evil, and then the third one is him. I yeah, think sounds like comics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it's just really... So, um, the negative stuff... It's very slow, if that makes any sense. Because, no, like, it sets up, yeah, there's action, don't get me wrong, but yeah. action doesn't mean it's fast. Right. Like, if you read nonstop Spider Man, like you were saying before, it's yeah. very different from what it had. We had all the angular panels. Great series. This is a very straightforward Marvel style, here's the Marvel method, with a little bit of uh, the great writing from Spur that we've seen before. It's just, with Dane Whitman, you're using this top tier, I wouldn't say he's a very top tier writer, not because he's not a Bendis or not yeah. a, a king top tier quotes but yeah, but Al Ewing still wasn't a, exactly until, yeah. but I love I love Spur I'm not saying anything bad about him yeah. but you're giving this character who is a nothing character similar to Tinny Howard's Death's Head where it's just like we're, we're getting something crazy cool for a character that nobody's gonna read right mm. so I feel like they're wasting talent in a book that needs to be a little bit faster paced as well sure. so I'm giving this a 4 as well it's a really good book definitely mm. pick it up if you're looking to get into a new character who is super fun who has history he doesn't have a lot of books so you don't kind of drop millions of dollars to read this guy but he does have really cool stories yeah. that you're going to be able to look forward to this is a 5 issue miniseries yes. I want to say oh this is going to be a mini yeah, yeah. A mini. cool so yeah it's going to wrap itself up hopefully and then with Eternals coming out, it is a cool jumping on point for any new readers or any viewers of the movie who want to know who this Kit Harrington, Dane Whitman character is, who's dating Angelina Jolie's character. I don't know what she uh, say. She's Cersei, maybe? Yes, yeah, so kind of makes So that makes sense why they're dating. Because yeah. they talk about Cersei, Cersei in there. Yeah. yeah. So I'm giving it a four. Cool. James? So um, I'm agreeing with both of you. I love the art and story. I love the actual story itself. Um, I'm just going to jump in right because I agree with the guys most for most of everything well is there um, anything positive or negative that we kind of didn't yeah point so out? my big my big positive for this issue is for a, uh, a character that's normally in relative obscurity um they do very well a very good job of going here here is this character that the action this character can provide um it's showing off kind of the best 
best and worst of the character um, without having knowledge of Black Knight before, mm-hmm. which is going to get into my negative. This is not a new reader-friendly book. It is and it isn't. It's, there's an argument for both. What are you, what are you The mean? reason why I don't think it's a new reader-friendly book because if I'm going to show someone Black Knight and they ask me, do I need to know who Black Knight is? You really don't this, before this book. Okay, yeah. It kind of gives but you an explanation. you need... The problem is, what's going to make me pick this book up compared to, like, Radiant Black or Orphan, uh, Orphan in the 5Ds? Or Justice League. Or Justice League or, like, Spider-Man this week. Why would I? Why would I go out of my way to pick a Black Knight mm-hmm. um, instead of the other books that of characters I know and love? And I think the problem is this book should have been. There should have been something as a pre, uh, some. He should have been in another book, like in an Avengers book beforehand. Well, he and was I don't count in King and Black. I don't I count King and Black because it's, it was a one shot. If that King yeah. Black was a mini, I, I remember I thought I it was a mini series before. In, he was technically in Avengers in the Phoenix arc, but that was just a one issue. I think because yeah, because he was in the the fight, the Phoenix yeah. fights, the Phoenix tournament, and they were basically. But like, you I can't have two, and he was like, okay. I think <laughs> what would have been better is that if that King Black was a mini series, to lead into this. Oh yeah, if he had a miniseries instead, right? He, he is appearing in the symbiote Spider-Man story a little bit, but again, but... it's that's even uh, even worse. Yeah, as a, as a jumping on point for the character. <laughs> yeah, because you're jumping in the middle of a story that's right. Spider-Man's entrance. Exactly. So I think that we should have <laughs> middle done... of an arc that's been going on for like decades. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. You what they should have done was that the King Black should have been a three issue mini mm-hmm. to get people that are reading King Black to, and give him a prominent role in King Black. Yeah. To make you go, oh, who is this character? And then when this book comes out, going, you know what? Now here's everything. Not going. Oh, you're telling me I have to realize who the hell is this guy who may not end up doing anything after this series. You know, sorry, that's why I'm giving it a 4 out of 5. That's totally fair. Yeah. Still a really good review. Yeah, Um, I agree. It just needs needs something more of the character. Framing the the kind of exposition around the... There's the fight and flashing between that and him kind of with the self-deprecating self-help computer is a clever narrative device. Yeah. Oh, absolutely is. It's just, again, it's it's just again, why am I picking this book up when there's a Captain America book right next to it where yeah. you have Mark Bro- uh, an anniversary book and it's, it's Mark Brooks, it's like I mean, that's Mark something Hitler. that happens with characters like Black Knight yeah. or Moon Knight or yeah. some of these smaller characters. They Hellcat. get shoved under the wayside. The, yeah, yeah they, they always push these kind of, you know, these minis and these runs may be great, you know, looking back on it, like Alice's Moon Knight. Yeah. Think about a vision. Vision, Vision was a twelve issue miniseries for the Vision. Who cares about the Vision? Yeah. Tom King made people like the Vision. To be yeah. fair, Vision hasn't had a book since the book that it did have got canceled. But it's still a phenomenal story that people talk Mr. about. Mr. Miracle. Mr. Yeah. Miracle. That's just oh, Tom King. Yeah, I know. Tom King flexing. I'm real just hard thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. But again, Rorschach. Just Rorschach. <laughs> yeah. Just really good yeah. solo series for relatively obscure characters, bringing them to the spotlight. Hopefully. Absolutely. All right. Now it is time for my review. I did The Bequest from Tim Seeley and Freddie E. Williams II from Aftershock Comics. This is D&D, but in the modern day. It opens up with um, this character who we find out his name is Relic. He's an old, he's an older gentleman. He's actually a dragon. Ooh. And um, he's disguising as a human. Maybe he's Mephesto. Oh, he's a red dragon. Maybe he's Mephesto. Where is he? I'll show you guys. 4chan confirms. Where is he? Big old, big old red dragon. There is Mephesto. Mephesto confirms. So, it opens up with um, Relic. He is a keeper of magical artifacts on Earth. He sees these gangbangers uh, blow up a um, an arrival gang's base, and uh, he uses it wrong. So then Relic ends up taking it from them after a scuffle, and then it cuts to the realm called Tangia. Um, it looks, I think it's Earth rearranged without the R, and um, we see a dwarf uh, priest killing a ghost. And then we see the rest of the party that is, uh, we, we see that he uh, was able to travel to Earth 
and get weapons and then bring them back into the Tangia timeline. And then Relic just goes, all right, I'm going to give you guys some weapons and some clothes that make you look like you can blend in here. I'm a dragon. Good luck. And then I'm not going to spoil what um, the bad guy gives to people that he's working with, but it's something crazy. It's cool. These characters are awesome. Uh, the bonus Easter egg that I talked about that might get cut because my audio dropped for some reason. Um, in the back of it um, is a... So a lot of D&D books have this thing where they give you like a character sheet for a lot of the stuff. Like Rick and Morty D&D does yes. it. The uh, Jim Zub books do it. So it gives you character sheets for all the characters from the book. And they're all actually characters that Tim Seeley has played in D&D games with his friends. We see uh, Warlock Garthod, player named Tim Seeley, Dungeon Master Mikey Martz. We then see Gerald Fane, who is the wizard... Um, Tim Seeley's character, but is um, the Dungeon Master was Christina Harrington. We see all these characters that he's played throughout the time, like show up with. Yeah, yeah I know. And it's just really cool to see the bonus Easter eggs. It's basically Tim Seeley went, I'm going to write a and d book with all my D&D characters. And I'm like super jealous because I want to do that. And yeah, this is so. basically like the Pathfinder rulebook character exactly. sheets. Yeah. It's very cool. This yeah. is very cool. I wouldn't have even thought about picking yeah. this up without your recommendation, yeah. Hunter. Definitely check it out. It's uh, basically He-Man... Meets D and D in the modern day because it's obviously Freddie E. Williams. Seeing him yeah. is very it's oh, that's He Man. It's He Man because like, he did He Man. He, he, he did He Man multiverse. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised. I think he did a little bit of the He Man covers for the Eternity War and for the He Man book where DC picked it up. Yeah. I don't know if he did interiors, but I know he did some. Yeah, I think he did interiors. Yeah, not all of them. Some know. kind of like golden axe Yeah, it's very imagery golden axe. too. Yeah. yeah, with the axe elf. Yeah. yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, so I'm giving this book a five. I know not every book is perfect. This book is definitely not perfect, but I like the idea of it. It's really fun. It's really cool. It's really cheesy. Aftershock's really putting out a lot of good stuff. Yes. Uh, one thing I like about this book, besides the D&D references, is the way it's stylized, the way it's paced. Mm -hmm. It opens up very slow, but then right when you get into it, page four or five, it just keeps going, 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 and explains to you what's going on and what we have here. Only downside is um, the villain, I think, is going to end up falling flat. Right. I can just tell they gave him such a huge two-spread backstory that's going to make him come off as one note. Because it, it's trying to give him layers by saying he's an ex-cleric slash paladin who was wronged by this plague that he thought he was protecting. Now he's preaching to these people. He found out that he can use a portal to open up to Earth to get guns. He's using the guns to f kill gods in the world to rid the plague and save everybody his way. I, they're giving him so much like dimension that they're going to make him end up falling flat. Right. Because this is only good. This is the mini series, from what I can tell. It's probably going to be six to ten issues, and it's probably going to just be he's a super crazy villain, and then it's going to be oh he's got he's the guy with a gun and an eye patch. Fair. End up what it's going to be. James, what did you read? All right, so I read Ultimega from Image Comics, written by uh, James Heron and art by David Stewart. Colors by art. Sorry, Colors sorry. By David Stewart. Creator, artist, and writer, uh, James Heron. Colors by Dave, Dave Stewart. Wonderful colors by Dave Stewart. So we open up with the idea um, that there's a kaiju play that indiscriminately attacks people randomly. Awesome. Uh, which causes people to come, become kaiju. Like uh, in this secret little dream world, Jason, um, who's an ex-boxer, um, meets with this weird giant space wizard um, and Shazam is given a, an eyeball in a chrysalis, um, which empowers him, or is supposed to empower him. Uh, it jumps to him uh, kind of in the present day as a, he's flashing back to his career uh, uh, as an ex-boxer. Um, and it mentions two other people that were Ultra Megas before him. Uh, Steven Meyer and Aaron. Uh, that Steven Meyer was the first one, but something happened to him. And that Aaron, no one else, no one talked about him because he kind of disappears. And then we jump to modern day, which is years and years later. We find out that it's ten years later. Um... Uh, 
and we find out that the transfer the powers are only work when you uh, are close to a kaiju. Mm-hmm. Um, so you meet this woman in a grocery store and it transforms, and then chaos ensues. Uh, big giant monster fight. Uh, really, it's really nothing more I can go into that. But there is a big giant monster fight. Uh, Jason beats the guy, but when he transforms, his head doesn't transform all the way back to normal size. Nice. Uh, it's just because... <laughs> I can see that, yeah. It's funny, when you're reading it, like, it does. It looks disproportionate when you're just reading it, and then you're like, oh, wait, that's supposed to be there, and they bring it up. A lot of real gruesome, like, guts and muck. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's wonderful. I um, hate to use, like, the comp- uh, Kira yeah, kind of imagery, but very, very much, yeah. So, you meet uh, this woman uh, who's living in a shack. Her name is Lilith. Um... And this baby calling for her, and it's made out of, like, looks like sausage. Looks straight up like sausage. Yeah. <laughs> it's intestine monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Intestinoid. And then you meet, we jump to uh, Steph, uh, Stephen Meyer, who is the former, um, the former one of the former uh, Ultra Megas. And Jason's having a flashback about something. We don't know exactly what it is yet. Uh, and then you meet this giant baby monster in the basement. Big baby monster. It's kind of really gross. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Gotta love those um, Jason's family is on the run, uh, where Jason ends up meet, uh, running into Aaron and Stefan, uh, kind of running around the street, and you finally find out who, who that uh, monster was that no, he met. No, no spoilers. No, it's no spoilers. Uh, and what it means, and then we, all three Ultra Makers have to meet and band together to fight this one Ultra Beast. I'm calling it Ultra Beast, by the way. That's fair. Um, You're allowed. We'll allow it. And it's, again, what you think is going to happen is a big cage kaiju fight, and there is a big twist ending. Um, where, again, we don't go into spoilers for our individual reviews, but there's a big twist ending. Um, this series is only a three-issue series, so the way this... thick. They're big. Yeah, wonderful kind of prestige format binding also. Yeah, I love this. Um, it's $8 for the book, but it's all content. It's yeah. nonstop. It's, this is like a mini movie. Yeah, and it being only three issues makes up for it being $8 because instead of six, it's like double, six, yeah, yeah, it's really same six. Price. It's same six. Price. It's pretty much six. Um, I love this book. The art's killer. Um, it flows. It's, it's like if you're a fan of Ultraman, if you're a fan of Tokusa, if you're a fan of like stupid like uh, kaiju nonsense, this book is like right up your alley. It's, it's really a cool kind of like it's so different, and it's like it's like if you it, this is like the more adult version of Ultraman. Uh, for like as weird as that is, because Ultraman the new it's book is pretty much adult. adult. Yeah, um, what's really cool about this is that the ending of this book goes, what the fuck, you know, at the end, yeah. like you want to go, what else is coming next? Because yeah. you're like you're made to believe one thing, and it swerves you at the end. Which is why you, lo- which is what comic books does so great. Yes, and which is what we're talking about with One Division, where every week we had something that swerved us, which yeah. is hopefully what we get with Falcon Winter Soldier. Yes, good wrap up. So I'm going to give full this- circle. Good I know. thing, bad thing f- review. Uh. I'll do my bad thing first. Uh, my bad thing is the art does get kind of jarring. It gets a little bit hard to follow because it is a long book. Yeah. Um, that's my only knock on it. The art's great, but it's just hard to follow scenes. It's like a Rossmo book. It's very like, what's going on? Right. How sometimes, weird it is. Bl- sometimes like elbows blend into the next panel, yeah. or, like, which is a cool thing to do. It's but nice also, looking, but yeah. sometimes it's jarring when you're trying to follow it. Mm-hmm. Um, very big... kind of almost surrealism in a lot of elements I love it. too. I like, love it. It re- reminds me of some of those like more sick animes that like your friends used to kind of dare you to watch. I love Akira. Would... Akira's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, anime of all time. Akira, Ninja Scroll. There's yeah, other yeah. like kind of more the obscure stuff. ones. Yeah, like but, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's right, like, it's right up your alley. Like it's, like, it's great. Um, 
my big positive is that it, it, it definitely circumvents the idea of what I thought the series was going to be. I thought it was going to be like Ultraman, but independent. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like, exactly, an independent Ultraman. Like, alright, cool, Marvel's doing one, and it's sticking to like what's going on in the books. It's, you know, it's a modern adaptation of this. Yeah. This is like, no, they're doing an independent Tokusa-style book, and yeah. it's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm giving it a 4 out of 5. Like I said, I don't know. I don't, no notebook is perfect. No books. I don't really give a lot of fives, but like I give more fives than you. I'm more lenient. Yeah, I give <laughs> I, I give fives, but I have to love everything, exactly, exactly. and even and, and I have to find stuff to nitpick for. Yeah. I'm so into this book. <laughs> like this is a five out of five. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, this is wonderful. All right, so let's wrap the show, John. Before? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was oh, say, yeah. Before we wrap us up, yeah. John. John pimp where can we out. find you? Pimp yourself out. Play Disco Vision, but only the best part of it because we're running two hours in. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, yep. My name is um, John Sansone. You can find me on. Instagram at con2112, that's K-H-A-N-2112. Um, I have a podcast with my friends Kira and Travis that comes out every Sunday called MCU Beyond Infinity, where we recant about the newest installments of the Marvel Cinematic Universe week to week. Um, It's not so much a breakdown of what happens beat for beat in the episodes as much as it is general impressions theorizing where did this stuff come from and just kind of general discussion like james you said you're a realist it's a very realist interpretation um again we went back to the lgbtq thing before too um i think we might be the only uh transsexual uh mcu podcast on the internet so we do have that going for us still yeah so we're crushing that game um akultramusic.com is my webpage for my music. You can find me on Spotify at uh, akultra. Um, a lot of hip-hop, a lot of rap, a lot of... Um, all, I'm all over the gambit. Don't play, and, don't play it too loud. It's yeah, we, we also have a um, MCU Beyond Infinity Facebook group. James is a part of it. Hunter, I'll invite you right after this. Where we... Um, it's a very cool, calm, and collected um, group where it's general-friendly movie film marvel discussion mm-hmm. i showed the guys before this i have a tendency to call any new updated character in comic books the disco version so there was disco nightwing when i was a kid there was disco vision let's let play out while i'm doing the wrap up sure all right let's turn it down a little bit so guys, you can thank uh, thank you thanks for listening, guys. You can head over to our website, AndroidsComics.com, to check out this week's previews and new releases. Follow us on Instagram at Android underscore comics. The podcast Instagram, Android's Amazing Podcast, and Twitter, Android's Comics for up-to-date news. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. And as always, guys, support your local comic shop and have a nice day. And don't forget to check out John every Sunday on MCU Beyond Infinity. Thank you guys. I appreciate you no having problem. me on there. Thank you. Of course, for man. Coming on. Thanks for coming on. And maybe we'll have a theme song next week. Ooh. Ooh, depending. <laughs> you got no, it. No stress. You got it. No, I got Thank you. Guys. I got Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye.